0: Temp check.
1: How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine
0: that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. All right, we're back for another Gypsy Tales podcast in studio right now, Tyler Berriman, and we're going to read the ads and do the intro while he's here, which doesn't normally happen, we're on a fucking time crunch, people, we've got flights to catch, we're just about to fly to New Zealand, um, epic podcast with TB, it was supposed to be a full recap of the Australian leg of the eastbound and down under tour, um, but he fully cooked it, um, and cartwheeled, hit his head, And, uh, yeah, so we just ended up talking about a bunch of crazy shit that's gone down in Tyler's life over the last, I guess, 18 months since he first came on the podcast. Um, But, yeah, I mean, even though that whole thing went down this week, we still had a pretty epic week. Uh, Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I just need to give a shout out to our awesome sponsors. Uh, Firstly, Fast House, they're not technically a sponsor of this podcast, but Uh, definitely need to give uh, Kenny and his team uh, a shout out as well as Johnny and his crew from Lusty Um, they definitely made this trip happen um, even though it didn't happen the way that we exactly wanted it to just a huge shout out to those boys I've been running some fast house gear all week and I've been feeling fast except for the time I rode the sand track where I felt like an absolute piece of shit Um, but that was not the gear's fault Um, so yeah massive thank you to fast house uh, one of Berriman's long term sponsors and they Do a lot of really cool stuff together. Uh, Also, another one of our presenting partners that really helped out on this trip was the guys at Crick's Tweed. Uh, If you are in the market for any kind of new vehicle, uh, you can get online at www.crickstweed.com.au, or you can call, ask for Kyle, tell him you're a member of the Gypsy Gang, uh, and he'll be able to get you into a new Triton uh, like what I have, uh, or the traffic van that we took, uh, on our abbreviated leg of, uh, of this tour. Um, so yeah, www.crickstweed.com.au, uh, and also got to give a shout out to the guys at MX store. Uh, these boys actually came, boys and girls is what I should say. These boys and girls came in massive handy when we, uh, basically didn't have a chain because Toby runs some weird desert suspension, uh, sorry, some weird desert gearing. And uh, we had to get a a whole new chain from MX Store, uh, but it's just that easy. They're right around the corner from us, in and out, got the chain going, and then got into filming day one. Uh, So you can head to www.mxstore.com.au, or you can drop into their Burley showroom, uh, and you can get pretty much whatever your heart desires. I actually went in there and got some uh, Garnet boots as well before this trip. Uh, also, just got to give a shout out to the guys at Rival Inc Design Co. You can head to www.rivalincdesignco.com. Uh, you can enter the promo code Gypsy Tales or Gypsy Gang, and that is going to get you 15 percent off your graphics. Uh, the boys absolutely crush it. They're not only just the best products in Australia, but they're legitimate innovators in what they do. Uh, some of the 3D renders and the graphics, like the the level of detail that they go into to make really good graphics for motorcycles is insane. Um, and that is definitely the reason why we partner with those guys. Uh, they're also great to surf with and drink beer with. Um, so yeah, thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you to Tyler for making the effort to come over to Oz. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors making this trip happen. And thank you to the listeners for listening once again to one of my favorite dudes, a very humble guy, a guy that is very, very fun to hang out with. Uh, an all around good dude. And he absolutely rips on a dirt bike too. Surprise, surprise. Tyler Barrman. I'm at a we good. good. All right. Tyler Berriman is in the studio once again, this time for a new episode of Gypsy Tales. Yep, we're back. You're one of the MVPs, bro. You've got one of the best episodes, well, like highest viewed episodes ever, on this platform, and uh, I don't know. I feel like this one could do similar, similar things because we've had a fun week and people yeah. have got a chance to follow along.
1: <laughs> we've had a we've had an eventful week for sure, uh, good and bad. But that's how it goes. You
0: got to take the good with the bad, man. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What what exact <coughs> what exact? All right. Let's just start with what is this trip? What is Eastbound and Down Under? So
1: ten years ago, me and you met. Um, with our buddy Ryan Walters and we did a, um, basically a week long road trip from California to Georgia and we we're going down there for the verb classic. So we did it for verb moto and, and, um, yeah, filmed the whole thing and stopped at a bunch of places on the way and, uh, yeah, just filmed the whole trip and created cool content. So now here we are fast forward 10 years later and, um, we're back at it. Eastbound and down under, I'm in your hood and we're supposed to be going on a road trip, but, um, you fucked that up. Kind of fucked that up. So,
0: <laughs> um, so basically, uh, yeah, we got a couple of days into the trip, so we'd we'd sort of plan this back and forth. We had some really cool people come on board, like Fast House, um, got on board. Stevie Shearer at Red Bull kind of helped us organize a few different things um, because you already wanted to do Farm Jam, and we kind of spoke about this last yeah. year. This is one of those ideas that like you kind of just piss into the wind and it actually come yeah and, and we comes sort of back full circle made it
1: happen so yeah um obviously farm jams every two years and for i guess fortunately enough for last year that i was hurt and it was the year off so i didn't get to miss a farm jam which was awesome so back for farm jam 2020 they got a whole new setup and a bunch of jumps so uh, stoked to be heading down there but that was the original plan was obviously to be going back down to farm jam and 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 doing the contest there, so I was like, what better? Like, if I'm already down in New Zealand and that that far across the world, mm. then I might as well try and and go to Australia for a little, basically, re- quote unquote, redemption trip. So that was uh, what we had planned, and I guess <laughs> my re- re- <laughs> redemption <laughs> turned into uh, rehab. <laughs> rehab, I guess, yeah. So unfortunately, took a digger, but just glad it wasn't worse. What is it about Australia, bro? i don't know man i really really love this place but it's just do you I just try, feel my, 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 I, when you get up no i did that's the thing man like when when that happened the other day when i took when i took that digger like i haven't crashed in so long like you yeah. know a couple tip overs or whatever riding a track but like i have not crashed in so long it's like since i hurt myself obviously and um yeah, like, I've been so dialed with my whips. Not, I never, you know, even especially, like, when it comes to a contest, like, mm. I'll step outside my comfort zone a little bit. But, like, riding on a day-to-day basis and hitting ramps, yeah. like, I feel super comfortable doing all three of my directions of whips. And, and as of late, I've been working on trying to do, like, my opposite, like, seat bounce whips and then opposite um, turn-ups. I, I cannot do an opposite turn-down for the life of me. But... um yeah, I was doing an opposite turn down, and, or I'm sorry, opposite turn up, and I was kind of in the wind, and just, it happened so quick, I just remember going, rolling into the ramp and rolling onto the concrete, and, and just, I don't know, I guess I just had a bit of a brain fart, and I was thinking too much, and I looked up and felt a gust of wind, looked up, saw the trees blowing, and I thought about it as I was, you know, this whole time I'm rolling into the ramp, and, and thinking, okay, this is my basically a switch whip for me and I'm I, you know it's backwards to me so um, did a turn up my opposite way and as soon as I left the ramp and felt the, the gust of wind just opened up got stuck and was along for the ride And you know I, I didn't remember too much right away but about an hour after I started everything started coming back to me and I remembered everything I remember checking the trees I remember everything all the way up until the point until basically my wheels touch dirt and i slammed so um <clears throat> yeah i thought i would, thought i was gonna ride it out until that very last second and, and uh yeah slam my face and unfortunately like my bad ankle it's pretty stiff mm. as is already and it was under the bike and just got my ankle pretty good twisted it's all bruised up and a little bit swollen but we've been working with uh some doctors up here that helped me the first time and Dr. Chris Brady he helps out with the Red Bull V8 racing team down here so um, super good doctor really good insight and uh, had x-rays and had a couple concussion tests done and protocol tests that way I can fly to New Zealand and everything seemed to check out had no fractures in my ankle which is really good so um, just bruised and battered but man I'm just psyched to be sitting here this time and not you know fresh out of surgery Mm. Um, fresh off of little head knock but I'll take that rather than surgery
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it was definitely uh it was definitely gnarly to make that phone call to Steve (laughs) from Red Bull and yeah like he's in the car so we're we're basically we're at the hospital and then with your like with insurance the way that it is for people that don't know you Americans can't come to Australia and just get free healthcare because it's like some kind of like trade deal or whatever with different countries so we're kind of you get knocked out at the compound and then we drive probably like 35 minutes to the to the hospital and then we get to the hospital and then i ask inside whether it'd be free or you'd be out of pocket and then it was like one of those deals where i was like you you weren't bad enough to it was like an emergency situation yeah. kind of deal yeah. it wasn't bad enough to
1: call the ambulance or anything but yeah kind of just wanted to know in the back of your mind that everything was all right
0: yeah so then we 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 end not calling Steve to be like, oh, what should we do, like, with Red Bull insurance and all that sort of stuff. And then Steve's voice, like, he was like, because uh, what I said, I was like, hey, like, TV took a bit of a digger. And he's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. You're lying. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, like, he did. And he's like, no, no, he definitely didn't. So, I mean, it's like that, I guess that first deal here was just so gnarly it's like
1: yeah i mean for sure especially for him too like traumatic mm. deal like you know we're like brothers like obviously he's my team manager but you know he's a great friend of mine so mm. um seeing me go down he left you know left Cal- or he was in montana flew to california grabbed his passport and flew straight here to help me which is like that's his, homey shit right there. yeah it's it's uh it's like family stuff at the end of the day for me so um yeah, for him to have to get that call again was just, like, probably just his heart sank, I would imagine. Oh, right, dude. Um, I felt so bad, too. So, But, like, yeah, how we were talking about it, like, when it happened, I remember I, I'd started coming back. But it, at first, when I first got knocked out, I remember, like, I don't remember really anything until after basically like we left we did everything Like you guys yeah. helped me out and all that and I until afterwards I didn't remember all this stuff but I you know we left we got to the hospital and on on the way to the hospital I was really out of it I didn't really remember anything I was really foggy and then it's funny because you went what you mentioned about going to the hospital yeah. you walked into the hospital to make sure it was all right and it was just weird that like as soon as you left the truck and you walked into the hospital like I started like looking around and like I don't everything just started coming back yeah. to me like really quick and when you came back out it was like oh well no like I basically voiced my opinion to you that like I think I'm all right I just want to go ice my ankle and just lay down like Mm. I don't like don't let me go to sleep like and then everything just started coming back to me like I remembered checking the wind I remembered everything up until my wheels hit the hit the dirt and I hit my face obviously and then I don't remember a a little piece of time I obviously don't know how long I was there but um I have a couple minutes I remember like getting my jersey off and my helmet and then my nose bleeding and then wiping my nose and then Mm -hmm. I don't remember another little small period of time where uh, I got on the back of Harry's bike he took me to the top and then got to the top I remember as soon as I sat down at the top I remember taking my boots off and asking questions and getting and changing getting in the truck I remembered all that so there's just little bits and pieces that I didn't remember once everything else came back but um Mm -hmm. Yeah man for just thankful to be yeah, wearing a Bell helmet like yeah. you know there's a lot of a lot of helmets out there a lot of options but just thankful to be supported by some of the best in the in the business and like for as hard as I slammed man like straight to my chin got my forehead and blood inside my goggles started bleeding from my nose I mean for hitting that hard and and being somewhat okay is is uh it's pretty good so I'm stoked to thanks Bell thanks Bell
0: and you can see <laughs> on the um on your helmet itself that there's like a massive rock line. And then it's, so there's like just one massive like gorge out of the helmet. And then it goes down to the goggles as well.
1: Yeah, it goes. Well, I'm pretty sure what had happened was when I hit, obviously it was going to my chin. I hit my chin bar first and it pushed it down and then got, you know, a rock went all the way across my goggles up, basically up my forehead like that and just dug into my helmet super bad. So, Unfortunately, that was a helmet that meant a lot to me. But um, I dedicated it for, yeah. for sure. I yeah. dedicated it to my buddy Jordy that passed away, and uh, thank thanks Jordy for looking over me,
0: I keeping me say, safe. Man, on that like, one. Yeah, it, if you like wanted to look deep into that, it's like yeah. that could have been like if some real bad shit happens because of that crash. Like you wouldn't be surprised no, if like, you sure. watch that crash and be like, yeah, I can see how he got fucked up. Yeah, but it's almost like you had someone blessing in yeah, like or something, watching, yeah. watching over you, you know, because that, that <clears> should <throat> have been way worse than what it was. Yeah,
1: as, uh, you know, I've, I've taken some heavy slams, but that one was just so quick and abrupt, and I just don't think I saw it coming. I thought I was going to save it until that very last second, you know. And, Away way she went
0: (laughs) on the bright side we got a pretty funny gypsy gang news out of it yeah
1: (laughs) I gotta make light of a shitty situation really so um, unfortunately that happened it's not if it's when and it happened and again in Australia (laughs) but uh, yeah it's not if it's when and shit happens I just it's not like I was doing anything stupid it was just a one of those things it was my basically something that's you know it's like throwing a ball with your left hand and I'm right handed you know so it's like I, it was switched and it was backwards to me and I just got stuck and that was it <laughs> dude
0: we still had a pretty good week though
1: yeah we did have a good week had a good week after that I was I mean not the week I wanted because I want to ride yeah. it's like in another country and I'm riding my, my dirt bike but dude we got had a couple days. six planned too yeah we did we did but you know what that means <laughs> next time he's found it down under round two <laughs> <laughs> doors <laughs> I'm gonna uh. I'm just gonna wear my helmet Everywhere, all the, all way, the, yeah, the
0: whole time dude i don't know if steve's like signing off on <laughs> any kind of Australia yeah trip maybe not maybe not oh
1: we gotta but get yeah, some, I need gotta get to some to runs on the
0: board plan my trip each trip to australia at my own risk <laughs> mm, dude yeah i mean it's one of those things though because it's right like there's nothing you weren't doing crazy shit no. it was and then you'd done one right before it's just yeah i literally
1: i did i did the exact same thing right before and it felt good like obviously it wasn't like my normal way it just it was a little different but it just I don't know just got stuck man so that quick
0: so we'll recap the trip a little bit I guess so the first day basically grab you from the airport and then uh, we go and steal Toby's bike yeah went and stole Toby's bike thanks Toby sorry Toby <laughs> uh, but went and stole his bike and
1: then also went. fuck Tony yeah <laughs> um, But yeah, so we ended up going to Papa Pete's house and Mm. he uh, helped us get the bike all dialed in. Everything swapped over and then... uh, Which is kind of
0: lucky because we sort of, the original plan was just like grab the bike and then come back here. But we ended up needing so much Needing some
1: stuff, yeah, because I I run the stock forks at home and Toby Mm. has the oversized forks. So luckily he had an extra set of clamps there which uh that was pretty much the what we needed that and a, a regular size axle it had an oversized axle yeah, for the bigger for the bigger fork so yeah, those so are the two things screwed. so it kind of would have been screwed and would have had to go see pop pete anyway so but um yeah he helped us out got that thing all built and then uh came back down to the goldie and uh spent the night obviously at your spot and then woke up the next day and it was uh unfortunately just draining rain so um, kind of just had a rainy day schedule to get everything together, threw the graphics on. That was the only thing I needed to do to the bike after that. And then um, we were kind of playing it by year, just waiting for the storm to pass. And, and uh, we got a little window and fortunately snuck out to this private sand track. That was insane.
0: Yeah, we fully jagged that. Yeah. We were so on the borderline. Shout out yeah, to the Andy airport. Jackman, too, because yeah. Andy was, like, really pushing for yeah, us to shoot. Really and I was like... <laughs> i was like dude we're getting wet like yeah. super 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 wet and it's yeah. kind of like a hike in there i was like i just don't see this going good and looking at and the, the doppler
1: went, radar there was no way that like nah. that thing was missing us and it went right around us it's crazy
0: so yeah that that's that track was pretty sick yeah, even the track with super was gross super, i was gonna say it was super
1: <laughs> sick even with super gross suspension it was definitely a little a little beat me up a bit but had some fun man it was like coming through the trees and all the single track stuff that we went through and then all of a sudden you pop out and it's like a rad track and it's like i was not expecting that i was expecting a track in the trees and where we were where we were and expecting to get eaten by man-eating spiders out there Uh, which (laughs) you almost did (laughs) which i almost (laughs) did but um yeah so we ended up riding that that track that day and then um we threw we had the swags and everything in with us we had a um crick's tweed gave us a, a van to use so throw a lot of our stuff in in one van and then have the bikes and and some other stuff in the in the truck so um, yeah so we had two vehicles and we ended up leaving there headed straight over to 5060 compound where Air being stopped and got some food God's on the country. way yeah and the, that place is awesome ended up getting there at night ended up barbecuing up some food and and ended up getting my first like Australian swag experience slept in a swag and got eaten alive <laughs> by spiders and mosquitoes and <coughs> quite the experience it was uh, yeah at least we got some like some clear skies I got say, to sit the there and star, star, stargaze for a bit dude how was sick cool. was
0: that app what is that app called uh, let me look
1: so we we like the so yeah I was trying to point out all, like you guys were trying to point out like a cross in the sky with yeah. all with all the with all the stars, and then I, you know, in America, there's other things like I don't know if it's the same here, but Big Dipper, Little Dipper, yeah. Orion's Belt, like all that yeah. stuff. I'm sure it's all the yeah. same, but um, I we started pointing them out, and then and someone had mentioned, oh, I think there's a there's, there's an app, an app yeah. for that, so we ended up downloading this app, which is called SkyView Lite.
0: <clears throat> so you, you didn't get that full version. What you didn't get the full? Version. No, that's just what it's called. Oh, sky really? sky v light. Yeah, I, I bought it. it. Like, oh, you bought it as I well. Think, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right, <so>. it worked <laughs> but like, no, it was doing?
1: super cool. You can literally just like gaze the stars and like move your phone across the black, pretty much the black night sky towards all the stars, and it'll point out which stars, which and the name of the star and. All the, you know, Orion's belt, all that stuff, all all like the, the, the signs of yeah, and yeah, yeah, star signs. star signs and all that stuff. So it was, I don't know, it was pretty cool. And we were like sitting there tripping on that for a bit and, um, but yeah, it was super cool. Got the swag experience and, and stayed overnight and woke up at, at like five 30 in the morning and yeah. it was already bright outside and, and like 300 degrees <laughs> super, super it was humid. Hot. Yeah. It's like Florida heat. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean, probably a lot of, most Australians probably haven't been to Florida, but it's... It's the same It's shape. summer here on the Gold yeah. Coast, is Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was gnarly. I woke up and I was just draining sweat and getting eaten alive, but uh, I was still wake up and see all the ramps because we, we got there at night and didn't get to see anything when we pulled yeah, in. Yeah, that's then, true, huh? Yeah, and then woke up and saw the whole setup and... and uh, yeah, it's cool man. Had some fun until
0: it wasn't fun. <laughs> Dude, how how cool was it though that we can just like really not have that much of a plan yeah. and just sort of chuck some shit together. And we had such a fun night like we made yeah. we just made it super simple like for sure. sausages and bread for Shout for out to dinner. Harry for
1: making that happen cuz after after that sand track and it was hot and we were beat and we knew we had our plan was to ride 50 60 and leave from there and head south. So You know, we needed, we had a lot of stuff we needed to do, but it was like if we stayed stayed out there and camped, it would have kind of taken away, eaten at our time. And so it was kind of a, you know, a toss-up. But, um, yeah, Harry was not letting it go. Uh, He He was going out there. He fully committed, and and so did we. So I was was stoked we did it. It was, like, cool experience, super cool experience, other than it being 300 degrees. But, um, yeah, I had a blast. And then, uh, yeah, our plan was to leave from there, but obviously... I fucked that plan up. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Other than that, like we've, you know, the other few days after that, unfortunately, I obviously couldn't ride. and went and saw Doctor Chris Brady that uh, that helped me out for the first time for my surgery, mm. and he got me got me into his clinic, kind of checked out my foot and made sure everything was all good, and like he said, you know, I was a little foggy, so he sent me over to another doctor and, and had a had a full concussion protocol test and all that, and and. Um, basically yeah I just did rehab on my foot just ice and heat and went to mm. this place here called p3 it's like you yeah. know ice and heat therapy and it's four pools side by side with magnesium and all that stuff in it and and uh yeah so did that every day try to flush the swelling out and got compression so I've just been doing everything I can for my ankle I mean obviously I didn't break anything in my ankle which is good I'm super thankful for that but it's super stiff and sore still from my injury a year and a half ago and Mm. And, you know, any any little hits that I take on that thing, it, it usually gets pretty pissed off. And this time it's really pissed off at me. It's all bruised and swollen. So I've been doing everything I can on that to get just flush it away. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, therapy, and it's about it. Other than that, just kind of been chilling. We went out and actually got to go watch Todd ride that, sad, uh, that sand track. Todd Waters, the yeah. Australian champ. And uh, it was cool to see him rip
0: it. He was. Uh, it was flowing <laughs> is it cool to like come to another country because i know a lot of times when you travel for these sort of things where it's like a shoot or it's whatever and it's even this trip you wouldn't have really got to just sort of like live a life for a week essentially you yeah. know like a lot of times you're on the go moving around and it's like you sort of hotel rooms or whatever but i don't know this this week it's like you actually just got to kind of live the burly lifestyle for a week, which yeah. was, you know, you got to kind of see everyone except Sam, I guess. But yeah. our crew and you know, hanging out with Harry and you know, doing the going to the beach and yeah. like you kind of just got to have this chill week yeah. where you got to live like kind of how we live. And it was, I don't know, it was fun to have you like a part of just yeah. the regular program in a way. No, you know, it was cool. I mean, like
1: we. would we got it was cool getting to check it out and hang out, but like really we didn't get to do a ton because yeah. I was most the, my most important thing was just chilling, letting my head rest, getting my foot up, and had you know we've done done uh, the, like a just things, Yeah, yeah, but. little things. Just went to the beach and saw that, and like the food and coffee culture have been super cool places each night, and and met all met all the boys that I didn't meet last time that I was sitting in the hospital. Yeah, for so um, yeah, it was cool just to meet everyone. And, and hang out and, and uh just not really obviously what I wanted, but yeah. it was cool just to have a relaxing week and see the, you know different cultures and different places and meeting cool people. So yeah, it was fun.
0: Is there another Harry Pink somewhere out there in the world? Do you think? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. Yep. No. No one like him.
0: He's the fucking best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the best. He's the, he's a really really good human being, man.
0: Even what we were saying, like, um, like when we we're talking about the underwater thing, and like, because we were starting basically, we just got super weird watching like random, random YouTube videos, clips.
1: just sitting there bored, like <laughs> next to our swags, just like, oh, like, <laughs> so I don't, this, I don't like, know what happened. Someone, someone brought, yeah, we watched it, and we were doing the star stuff, and we were like, M- mentioned no, some about the ocean the, the how we are on this
0: trench that's right
1: yeah well that's we mentioned that we know more about our, yeah. our our like galaxy than we do about our ocean which is mind blowing you know and then we started thinking like oh how deep is the deepest part of the ocean and it's it's basically mount everest underwater plus a mile and then we <laughs> typed it in on YouTube and found <laughs> this weird little video. and Started watching it; it was actually like made a lot of sense, like how they showed the video. But then it turned into like, "Oh, have you seen this video about like the fourth dimension?" And like, we were all just, got just I don't know. It was funny. It was, it one, was one of those <laughs> weird, <YouTube laughs> weird, holes. weird, weird YouTube rabbit hole. And then we got to the point where started watching that fourth dimension video. And it just <laughs> made. Perfect sense, but absolutely no sense <laughs> if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was funny. But but I just uh, love
0: how like, Harry, he's just like, what we're talking about in the car, he's just like not scared no. to say, like, to say that he, he knows, doesn't know. He doesn't anything know about and that. he
1: knows he's wrong and he and he wants to learn. So, but
0: so. I just think, like, you kind of, he, on surface value, like, that's dumb. Like, you should know that. But it's like, is he almost the smartest person in the world because he's so quick to admit he's <laughs> yeah. fucking wrong
1: it's it's funny because I you know if you would see him and you'd, you'd you know judge a book by its cover you'd think like oh that guy's like he's a little wild and he's like not that like kind of dumb but he's really not he's a really smart dude you know he's really funny he's really smart he's really kind-hearted and like you said it takes a takes a lot of of guts and 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 being smart to admit that you're yeah. wrong and wanting to know why you're wrong and, and be right, you know.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, I spent a lot of time around him, and you know, it's I feel like I know him pretty good, but I don't know that night just was such a good. I'm like, you're actually the smartest motherfucker I know. <laughs> yeah. Like he just straight up says like I don't know anything about space. Yeah, and it's like you, you know, you hear that, and it's like that's and like he, a and dumb. And you know then what I mean?
1: we were like. We were like, Oh yeah, the deepest trenches. This so is like <laughs> you know, like we ha- we haven't like we haven't gotten that deep. To, to explore it really And he's like What do you mean We haven't gotten that deep Like give me a snorkel I'm down there and It's just like We all just
0: started laughing But it's just You know Shit like that You could fun. fully imagine What it would have been like To be in his class at school yeah. like, He's like literally That's a joke.
1: But then you know He laughed about that And it was funny But then he's like No serious, like Why don't we know And then we had to and explain then, yeah. Like the pressure Of you know, the lower you go It would basically Crush a submarine Like a can And like and he, he was like Oh no way and So but You know, learning something new every day man but it's
0: uh yeah i just think it speaks like so much to like his character and even how much he was like when you got hurt he was so down to help with like going to p3 and doing all the recovery stuff and like using his ice machines and stuff like it's pretty sick yeah
1: he was right there to help me when i went down and then um he's been to p3 with me every day doing the ice and heat therapy and then he let me stay at his house one night and and use the ice machine all night and sit in the hot tub and stuff so that was cool yeah man he's a good man
0: good dude eh? good cunt good cunt fucking good cunt sorry mom <laughs> um dude we were sort of like we we're all kind of half talking about it before i've been trying to like save <coughs> shit because obviously all we've done is fucking hang out and talk shit yeah. for the last week but uh that i was thinking that that first eastbound and down trip that was like my first real adventure yeah. that i ever had in my life i i obviously i'd been living in oz and i was kind of gypsying around australia doing the filming thing and that's obviously where like the name come from and how my career started but i had never gone overseas yeah i never been alone and done like a fucking crazy adventure with like dudes i didn't know and it was such a such a rad experience and then i just kind of thought that it was stuff that you would have been doing, but you'd never really done anything like that either, really. Like, you'd driven across the country for races and stuff, yeah. but it's like, we were just three fucking young yeah. idiots. I, yeah, you know? I'd
1: driven across the country multiple times with my family, going to, going to the amateur nationals and stuff, but never with my homies <laughs> at 18 years old. It was crazy, At 19. Right. Yeah, yeah. you are either eighteen. I was, or I was eighteen,
0: I think. It was a year after I graduated. And, and I graduated especially with like already. some random Australian dude yeah. that you'd never met. <laughs> never <really>. met yet.
1: <laughs> And you were working or helping the Verb guys at the time. And uh, and then yeah, Walton was like, we'd planned on kind of doing this. And and Ryan Walters was like, oh yeah, Jace is gonna hop in with us. And was like, oh, all right, yeah, cool. And then I met <laughs> you like the day before we left. And it was like, all right, like, cool, you know. And yeah, it ended up being quite the trip.
0: But it was definitely, like, a legitimate adventure. Very, very like much so. we didn't uh, stay in one hotel. No. We drove, we drove pretty straight much the whole through. way through, yeah. dude. I
1: mean, this is... What differentiates this one, I guess, towards towards that one would be we didn't really stop that many places to ride along yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, basically we got, we had to drive straight through just to get to the race. And then we raced the race and I ended up staying down there for a little while afterwards and then yeah. riding some spots along the way, which we did. Yeah, a couple of places in, what was it, Louisiana we or, rode or at Alabama? We
0: rode at Matt Walker's place. Yeah, we rode at Walker's Georgia. place. We rode at um,
1: uh, Durhamtown, right? I
0: don't know. Yeah, Durhamtown,
1: because that was the first time I ever hit a ramp. Really? Yeah, remember Wyndham was there, right? No. Was that a different been, time?
0: It must have been a different one. No,
1: okay. I've been in Durham Town twice. Second time I was there, Wyndham was there. For, it was for a Rocky Mountain ATV
0: thing. Yeah. I definitely remember it was at Bremen, Georgia, and I remember... So that's where the race was. And then I definitely remember Matt Walker's because he said that fucking when he was like, Wes introduced me. And then he goes, I like your French accent. (laughs) And then just walked off. The most American
1: response (laughs) ever. (laughs) It was the best call ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when we were down there afterwards, me and Walt. Yeah, because I think you left. left. Because I had to go back to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you left. So that's when we me and Walt had done a few more spots along the way, which was super fun. But this one, you know, we were kind of that was our plan was to ride multiple spots along the way. Yeah. And um we didn't make it happen obviously cuz Fuck I plans. fucked that up. <laughs> but uh but yeah, it was just crazy experience being that young and driving across country with two homies and then going to a race and yeah, it was it was fun times and then I kind of did the similar thing with, um, with, with Durham. Durham right, and, yeah, yeah. And the East coast is toast. Something about the East and, and, and a road trip. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say like, there's
0: just something about a good road trip yeah. in general. Like.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So that one was quite the adventure too, but that was, that was what we had done on, on that one was go and stop at a bunch of places along the way and ride. And and we were racing supercross. So,
0: yeah. What did you, what do you reckon that that first Eastbound and Down did for your career? Um, I think, like,
1: obviously, won the adventure part of it mm. um, was awesome, but I think just that was right after I'd won Loretta's and I was racing and I was really, like, focused on racing at the time, which was cool, but it also put in, like, just being on the road with you guys and Walt and, like, obviously... Walt was the first person I met when I came to Southern California, and I and I lived with them for a long time. And I wouldn't be anywhere without that dude. Just Ooh. for him, him, him and his family taking me under their wing and letting me basically live at their house and get on my feet.
0: Did you move into that house? Because I remember Parla. After Parla, I stayed with Walt. Yeah, and there was no, and there was, there was no, no furniture in the house, in the house. house yeah. at all. Yeah. and it was just me and Walt, and in that house there was a pool table
1: that was what that was when I met you like right before we yeah, left right yeah that, and so or, you
0: used did you stay there for a little bit as well like when the house was like that and it was just Walt I
1: when I met Walt I was staying with him at his Yorba Linda house yeah, yeah and then I was staying like basically living like every other week I would come down from my parents yeah. house not necessarily living there but the, the the whole reason how this all came about I was I was coming down south every other, like every other week and just sleeping in my van in Walmart parking lots so Real? I could go really, like ride and train and ride all the tracks. So that's what I was doing. And then I met Walt at, at um, Oak Hill one year when I had a torn ACL and I went with um, the guy that ran the race tech thing at the time and and I met Walt and then he's like, oh yeah, I live in so and so and like just like if you ever want to come down, come hang and like stay at the house. And then it just turned into like I would come down every other week. I'd hit him up and then. They'd let me stay, which is like, dude, like, can't yeah. thank them enough. It was like, if I wasn't for that, I would have never been where, I think, been where I am just to get me on my feet. And as well, on top of all that, Walt doing what he does and his film stuff yeah. and, and, and me getting, like, already, you know, I've, I love watching film and, and videos and other action sports and stuff, but... Just being around that like really inspired me to just want to film, and I was, he was the first person to put a camera in my face, and yeah, and all that stuff. So that's kind of, I think, definitely helped me this that first Eastbound and Down trip of doing that yeah. and seeing like just how it works. I mean, I'm terrible when it comes to to technology and computers and stuff like that, but like just the grind of it, you know, on the road and, and filming, but then Walt just crushing edits all along the road. Yeah, and then dude, stop- we
0: were editing in the van.
1: I remember, and you guys, like, we'd have to stop for hours, and for you know, sometimes up to two, three hours at a Starbucks to let the or damn thing... Oh, a chick Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, sit there and let it upload and, and export, and next thing you know, like, we're back on the road, so just, yeah, I think the adventure and then just to, you know... M- helping me kind of create my, I guess, a niche for myself or, yeah. or, or a, a hobby or whatever it may be, however you want to do it and say it, call it, whatever. But yeah. it definitely helped just guide guide my path of where I'm at now because I was always into film even when I was
0: racing. Or even racing. just watching that skate film and stuff. Like, you're dissecting yeah. these parts. Like, we just watched the Supreme film, Blessed. Yep. And it's like you're... Like I'm a fucking filmer, mm. and it's like the stuff you're picking up on is crazy. Yeah. Like I don't even look for that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. and I film. Yeah, it's
1: I don't know. Sometimes you just have a weird eye for little things. Yeah. But there's, if I had to like sit down and do it myself, I'd be like fish out of water for a minute. But,
0: um, but just, even when we're doing like able Gypsy able Game News, like yeah, even doing the new stuff today, like all your idea, like every idea you said is on that screen yeah it's pretty fucking cool yeah and i think that that's why because i remember that with the with the the trip that we did it was just so easy to that you almost knew what to do what to say it was super easy like you just got it and i that's one of the things where i'm like man i wonder if that was like the first legit film trip where barryman got to like be barryman because like we know you now as like that kid that was in eastbound and down yeah that's like kind of the same kid yeah you that, just got to do like you got to play that whole thing out yeah and it's it's
1: funny how it all worked because we had gotten back from that whole trip and that was basically right when i had met twitch yeah and and all those boys and i and it was because andy back and was was my team manager for answer and pro taper uh. at the time and andy's good friends with twitch and he was like hey like he knew that i was into free riding jumping and all that like like when it would rain and i stayed at waltz all the time like we would go out to beaumont because it's right there you know what I mean? Yeah. go ride with like kyle angle and um Shit, who else did we ride with? There was, you know, a handful of us would go. There was like Christian Craig sometimes. There was a lot of dudes that would go out and ride yeah. that back in the day. And it was like Verb Moto. Like they would just crank out sick content. And, you know, with. Dude, it's all so easy
0: to think the timing of like your career. Right? Yeah. Verb it was, was in full peak. Oh, yeah. You were living with Walt. Yeah. And you were this insane free ride yeah. dude that had the respect of all these guys. Like, you know, one thing is, say if like one thing was out of sync your career probably doesn't happen yeah like I imagine mean, if like there was you were you I'm a
1: firm believer that like if you gotta want it and if yeah. you want it bad enough you're gonna figure out a way to get it mm. so I feel like it would've happened my, either way, uh, I, would've, way. I, I would've I ma- would've yeah I wouldn't have maybe happened the way it did but it would. I would've made it happen one way or another mm. or at least died trying
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: but um yeah so when I met I would I got back from Loretta's and and uh, or I'm sorry, from this eastbound and down trip, and then I met Twitch and all those boys. Like ended up going out to Ocotillo with them, and like that was basically like not necessarily a like a, a road trip, but like I, I tripped out, like you know, took a trip out there to those with those boys, and then ended up like they were filming with Jay Schweitzer for Jeremy's movie 420 All Natural, yeah. and then I ended up hitting a couple like pretty gnarly jumps. This one that like no one had ever. No one had ever hit before. It was really? a, it was a step up we were doing one way and I hit it like backwards off the corner of the knuckle. Would that be online? Um, yeah. Should be. I think. Four hundred it was Jeremy's movie online? I don't know. I it's on my it's on my Instagram. Oh, really? I put a, vid- yeah, I put
0: oh, a video. yeah. Oh, could you search his Instagram for and that one? it okay. was
1: I I had posted that on my Instagram when I was when I was hurt, so it's not too yeah, deep, okay.
0: I, don't think. I was gonna but, um, I was gonna ask you if there was like one jump that you think got those boys respect. So that was that, it.
1: that was it, yeah. And I can go into that more. But it, yeah, was, do it, it was uh it was funny. So we go out there, first first just had met these guys and uh and you know, it's it's Twitch. I look up to him, you know, and all the boys, all the militia boys, they're filming for Black Friday too, and at uh, the time and, and Twitch shortly after broke up. With yeah. militia, and then he started so making that battle of but, a film right now. Yeah, well, and then yeah, four hundred twenty percent. He didn't make started making his own movie, so yeah, it keeps scrolling down, keeps scrolling down. Um, so I go out there, and these boys are all like, "Oh, who's this kid?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this this kid like coming out, and I first jump, I come up, and I like pull line, step up, and I fucking case the thing like so hard twice. Like right. I was coming up so short that I just. Turned turned my bike and landed in this pocket and just rode right out of it.
0: Um, uh, yeah, keep uh, no this go is back up. Go up yeah. Sorry, that was podcast last time.
1: Um, where is it? Keep sheet? going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right there, in middle. Right. Jesus, yeah. dude. So play that. So shit. this thing, ended up ca- casing. That's back. the, back 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 double, the double backwards back. right there. No idea so we were hitting a step up going that way and at the time no one had ever hit that thing and like you could see I still have all my like yellow plates and stuff from I think it was Mammoth or something but um anyway so yeah I cased this jump this pole line step up one of the most famous jumps out there I cased it twice and almost killed myself and all these guys are like oh man like this is gonna be a long day this kid's gonna kill himself you know yeah so we ended up going to a couple zones and then um, found this double right here. And like I said, we were hitting it as a step up going the opposite way. Yeah. So jumping from where I'm hitting now, from jumping from right to left and landing up on that step up landing, basically. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just rode off that corner a couple times and I kept riding off of it. and like, And I'd ride back over to the step up that was right by it and I'd go back and forth. And like that that was just driving me nuts like if I was gonna leave uh, and not hit that was gonna drive me nuts and I kept riding off it kept riding off of it and like that all the boys like I came back and rode up to all the boys and they're like ah like you know because the, the session had kind of stopped on am gonna step up next to it and they rode over and they're like oh like I don't know about that thing man like we're we're out here you know like it's a, it's not really worth it you know but uh, I was thinking in my head like like I want to get this shot you know what I mean this is like my my shot to get the shot you know um. So anyways, like I'm hitting it and it's, uh, or, or yeah, so I, 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 I like really didn't say anything to them. Like I literally just like, all right, yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. And then I kind of sat there and like just sitting there and I just like didn't quite say anything. I just threw my helmet on and I was just like starting my bike and just rode off and like rode off of it a couple more times. And I was just like, all right, like it's on, you know, and when I, when I do that and I ride off of something and I'm like, I have it in my head that I want, that I want to do it like there's no stopping me to do it like i'm i'm gonna do it and i'll get quiet and then i'll just like give my bike a few revs and take a deep breath and just hope for the best so i ended up nail like first time like came in like barely barely tagging my back wheel like and that thing's sharp like if you would case it, it would have been game over um but yeah i ended up getting getting it and like was like all the boys were pumped, like yeah, yeah, like fuck yeah, he killed it. And then I like rode back, hit it like you know four four more times probably, blew the lip out. The lip was a toast. And then as I was hitting it more, like I could see like Jay was packing up his camera on the other jump, and he was like coming over because he saw me hit that thing. Yeah. And and I you know the lip was blown out, so I rode from like the landing, rode over to where the boys were sitting there, just like they all gave me like. Fist, fist bump and stuff like good job you kidding you like you made it <laughs> you didn't kill yeah, yourself you know and then that. um <clears throat> and then Jay is walking over and I see like Jay walk over to the lip and he's like putting his tripod down and building his camera and like we're all just you know kind of just not even noticed not not really paying attention to him doing it and like we're all just shooting the shit and then I just hear like Jay over our shoulders like hey like can you hit it one more time? <laughs> and like every like Twitch and like you know Twitch loves to talk shit. He's like, "Fuck you, Jay! Like you missed the shot. It's blown <laughs> out. Like blah blah blah. Like it, you know it ain't happening." And I was just like, kind of like, "Oh, like I'll go over there and like check the lip out, you know." And I kind of fixed the lip a little, and then I was like, "This is my shot." So and ended up, yeah, getting a couple clips for Jay, and then ended up making it into Jeremy's movie at the time. And then fast forward, I'd say. Two, three months later, Jeremy hit me up and he was filming another segment um, up in Cambria, which is uh, just so happened to be close to my hometown where I grew up. Yeah, right. And on the Central Coast in California. And he hit me up and he's like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, Oh, nothing. Why? What's up? And he's like, You want to go ride this spot? And this guy has a bunch of land and we, we built some jumps and we're filming for 420 still. And I'm like, uh, Yeah, for sure. And he's like, Okay, be at my, like, come bring your bike to my house tonight. Uh, Eric like his mechanic the time Eric was there, he, Eric's gonna leave with Daniel Sani and they're gonna take off and, and they're gonna drive the bikes up and you ca- you get ba- you ca- you come go home come back to my house be here at 7am and we're getting picked up by a helicopter and we're flying up well. to Canberra. so I literally like rolled over with the backpack full of clothes rolled over to Twitch's house literally just sitting there like having coffee in the backyard here comes Heli Jim like Heli Jim films yeah. a lot of stuff for for Baja all kinds of stuff but he was at the time this was well before drones were the shit and and you know we wanted that heli or not not me obviously but Twitch wanted that heli footage for for his movie so um yeah they fucking landed that thing in his backyard (laughs) and hopped in it next thing you know I'm I'm on my way to this spot I honestly like when he told me I was like oh like Cambria that's crazy it's close to my house and like we're flying up there and we we ended up flying inland a little bit like kind of where like castillo ranch is and stuff yeah, and flew yeah. over where neverland ranch was where michael jackson's ranch was and really? saw the ranch and super creepy like all this you know place still out there <laughs> um flew over but anyways we ended up flying over and then like from basically where it was inland to that straight shot to cambria we flew directly over my hometown and i was like just just chilling looking out the window you know and I like look down and I'm like wait this looks super familiar I'm like oh there's like there's my grandparents exit there's like our only in and out in town and the whole north county like oh there's my high school there's where I grew up and then just kept flying next thing you know we landed this dude's property with these crazy jumps built and that was like my you know like just these things these steps were just like and it just at that point, I was like, you know, obviously I was still racing and I was still like very focused on racing and training and and. But when that's at this lot, point, like living, uh, you know, living down in Southern California for the most part every other week and training with Randy Lawrence and mm-hmm. doing everything I could to be, you know, do the damn thing and and. But still having that much fun, like, you know, seeing Twitch, just seeing all that, like a hero of mine, and then getting in a helicopter with him, and Mm. flying to basically my hometown to go ride was like, you know? So, there's just like, yeah, Mm. steps to that stuff, and then next thing you know, we're, yeah, I'm still racing, and racing Supercross, and getting hurt, and then I just kind of just took a backseat on all that, and just Mm. decided I wanted to have fun and not spend all the money I'm making to go to the next race and things just really started happening after that you know I started every opportunity that comes like every yeah. every open door leads to another open door and you yeah. kind of got to jump at those situations a lot of times it's not you maybe you might not be the at first making money doing it or or you know getting much out of it but it, it 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 speaks wonders, you know. People see that and being able to jump and at certain opportunities, mm. and, and it's yeah. Like I said, it's just kind of a trickle
0: down effect from there. Dude, I I remember um, there was like points where we we were doing a bunch of filming, and I remember there was one day out in the hills, and McGrath was there and Wyndham was there. Mm, the spy ride day, yeah, that's what yeah. It where was. they built the spy park, yeah, yeah. For so. Sure still there, by the way.
1: Really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. When was the last time you would have out there? Mm, right after I got hurt. Yeah, right. Or, I'm sorry. Right, right after the, when you come back. Right. That was one of my first days. Oh, sick. I rode the track a couple of times, and then I went out there, and I went with Durham when he was filming for his real moto. Ah. And it was, like, mm-hmm. pretty much dry and shitty and dusty, but we went went down and rode right through that spot, and the spot's all still there. I mean, most of it's pretty fucked up, but... Yeah, you can fix that shit easy, though, Yeah. Ah. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean... Easy enough. Yeah. (laughs) With some manpower, for sure, you could fix it, but it'd take take quite a bit of work.
0: I just remember, it was almost like every time you rode with new people, it was like you instantly would, like, win these dudes' respect. I remember (laughs) there was this one jump out there, and K-Dub was sitting up on the lip with me, and, like, K-Dub's a bit of a boss in the hills as well. Boss. Like, boss everywhere, And... uh, He, like, rolled up on the hill where I was shooting. I have actually got a frame grab. Jaden, could you look on my Instagram, my personal one, and there's a picture, like, it'd be fucking way down. But it's of Berriman uh, at this spot. I think the
1: two of the best styles in all of motocross from day one, it's definitely Wyndham and and Hanny. And Hanson's, too. Like, they're just two dudes that just make it look so effortless and so good and so stylish you oh know?
0: dude but yeah Wyndham pulls up on this lip and it was like literally this shot and yeah. like want to show is the shot where I remember oh fuck private yeah now I'll turn it off for a sec um <laughs> <laughs> oh he's turning it off people good thing we're not live <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll turn off the uh private sit show how do I do that settings how do you do that security or privacy
1: yeah I think something like that alright
0: now yeah refresh it it'll go down the bottom but I remember Wyndham he pulled up on this lip and he was like he's like yeah who the fuck is that kid <laughs> and I'm like uh, Tyler Berman. he's like yeah no I know like who he is and I'm like who the fuck is that kid like <laughs> what? Like, where did he come from like how is he this good and it was just like I, just, I remember basically every time I'd go film and someone knew saw you ride everyone kind of was having that that same reaction <laughs> and it was pretty cool to see people it was almost like they were just watching something yeah. different I don't know yeah it's i mean that's a trip to me like i
1: just i just do my thing man just ride my dirt bike and i i don't know i don't do anything special i don't think i just have always just been been myself just rode my dirt bike and really enjoyed it and it's crazy that some of some a lot of a lot of people that mm-hmm. i've looked up to my whole life i can now call my friends and it's like i don't know man it's surreal to me because like even having you know however many followers on Instagram and all that stuff Mm. like I could care less about all that and it's just a number to me but at the same time it's like having that many you know 200,000 fans on or followers on Instagram like that's crazy to me because it's it's all just organic like I haven't like Mm. bought followers or tried like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna do this today because this is gonna get me more followers it's just like if if I got a cool photo or get a cool video on my phone or something I can post it but like you know and all these I think, you know, being very, very, very fortunate of growing up in that time of seeing MySpace to Facebook and then Instagram starting, like, right as I was still racing and transitioning away from racing. I mean, it it came out basically in, what,
0: 2012? Yeah. 11, something like that. It was around there, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe a little before then, but I remember being on a KTM and still racing and doing all that stuff, but it just, as I slowly got hurt more and was able to just voice my opinion through that and, like, tell people, like, you know, still just be super thankful to be doing what I am, what I do and and where I am and all that, but, like, almost used it as a, basically, an outlet. Like, it kept me going, you know? Those times when I was hurt and I was down, like, I had a couple of sponsors that, That put some money in my pocket that I could, you know, put food on my table and do that stuff. But um, it was, yeah, I don't know, man, it's crazy just how it all worked out. And just, and you know, being able to, someone that I guess people can relate to, I think. Yeah. It really helps, you know, just like being myself, but like being very passionate about what I do through all the injuries and fighting back. And I don't know it's cool man it's cool to see
0: where it's gone yeah dude I mean there was um, I wonder if we where is this fucking thing I'm trying to figure out where this is just click on one and see what the date is
1: because um, that was in 2013 when we did that so August, August 6th so it would be earlier than it'd keep, so going, yeah, keep down. going down it'd Fuck be like crazy. it'd be like May I'd say some sometime during Supercross because I was racing Supercross oh uh, really
0: yeah almost positive Cause i was wearing dc gear gotta be some man instagram was so gay back then <laughs> like the stuff that you'd post god what a trip and, uh, yeah it's down here yeah because yeah, there's there, a there, right, right there. there so put get nasty on the bottom left there yeah, dude, I remember it was like literally right there. A frame grab from the bird motor accident shoot my boy Tyler Bear. One of the most natural talents I've ever seen on a dirt bike. <laughs> and that has not gone away. I thought that photo was better. There was like one frame grab I remember. I remember
1: this week I rode Supercross as much as I could during the week. And this was a week that it had rained and the Supercross tracks were too muddy. Yeah. And I free rode all week. And I made my first main that next weekend. Really? I didn't, didn't ride any Supercross. I went to the hills every day that week. No shit. And shoveled and rode and just had fun. And I made my first main event.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. What round was that? Um,
1: this is May. It would have An- been late. Anaheim. Yeah, it was... This was February. Oh, so February. So Anaheim something. Yeah, no, it was Anaheim 3, I think, was my first one. But I was... I mean, shit, my second race, I was in qualifying position. I threw it away. Yeah. And then didn't make it through the LCQ. And then... Um, shit anaheim two i was going through the whoops and cunningham was right behind me in the very <laughs> i had two turns to go and i was so tired like <laughs> just missed a whoop and went ass over tea kettle didn't make that one i was bummed because i was like that was i had it like yeah. I, it was I, you know and then i ended up making a couple that year which i was really stoked on we talked about it the other day like yeah. i literally rode supercross for the first time two weeks before anaheim one. Coming off an ACL and just like threw myself into it. I don't think I made the first round. I don't think I made the night show. And then yeah, the really. second I went from not making the night show to making the night show and almost like literally last like two laps to go I ate shit in like seventh or eighth place and yeah I almost it was cool just the progression just see the yeah. progression throughout the year of like just throwing myself into it and then yeah like making a couple of mains it's like I don't know it's cool not a lot of I don't think a lot of guys that we I guess, free ride with now. I mean,
0: no, yeah, you're the, right though. There's not there's a lot not a of lot dudes, dudes like, that can say they made, made well, made, Axel never made a main event, you know, Colby never made a main event. Yeah, yeah. So. And
1: then, then, you know, it's crazy because like, you think about it, like, we, I was, was mentioned this also the other day, like I was at X Games and I was down on the floor and they were doing an interview with me and, and, you know, a live interview in the stadium, not on TV, but they were like, um, you know, like this is, this is, you know, a big stadium, bright lights, a lot of people. Like, how does this? How do you deal with this pressure? And I just looked at the guy, uh-huh. kind of laughed, and I was like, you know, like this right here, like this is pressure I can deal with. Like, I'm getting to line, go out and throw whips with my friends, and basically put on a show is what we're here to do. Um, but lining up on the main event, on the line of a main event. On a Supercross main event under, under the lights with eighty thousand people in that same stadium, like no pressure can amount to what that is, or at least yeah. you know you can't compare that to going out and throwing lifts with your friends. Like yeah, there's pressure there, but it's pressure that you can feed off and deal with, and it's like good pressure, like Yeah. pressure of a Supercross main event, looking over and knowing that you got like Eli Tomac and Jason Anderson and Blake Baggett and all these guys, like just you know that you know are just gonna smoke you like <laughs> then you're staring up at the lights and then you know a hot monster chick like <laughs> all these things <laughs> and like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah it's definitely a different kind of pressure but it's all all good pressure i guess
0: do you reckon that race and supercross the uh, the level you did has helped you with like the competitive quarter oh, and stuff absolutely yeah absolutely like I've always been very competitive,
1: I've always wanted to win, but like, I'm not gonna let it like, you know, to me, the way I look at there's more losers than winners in this world, so like, mm. you can't let it a, a loss define you, you just gotta go back and keep grinding. Um, but I did way more losing than winning growing up. Like, yeah. when I was racing local stuff, I would win local stuff a, a fair bit, but... Like, I got smoked in amateur nationals, you know? I was just looking at it the other day of, like... Yeah, uh,
0: hell, what was that list?
1: The result, like, World a results list. It was uh, Mammoth. Shit, oh, I Mammoth. I don't even know the year. I would have to scroll so deep, but... um, That's all good. It's, uh, like, heavy hitter games, right? Yeah, game. yeah Villapoto won, and Izzy and uh, Ben LeMay and Tommy Week and uh, Tomac. You know, or, no, I think Tomac was the year below that, but you had, like, Dude, so many, just, just the list, the ears. list goes on and on and on. Cole Seeley and- like Jason just, Anderson? No, Anderson was Tomac's age, Anderson oh, okay. wasn't in it, but yeah, had like Stroop and Josh Hills and all these, dude, it was insane. Like mm. the list goes on and on and on and on and on, so I, yeah, I got smoked growing up and then quit for a few years and came back and won a couple of nationals and then like kind of was up in the mix for a minute and then-
0: What did you do when you quit? Like, did you not race at all?
1: No, I just what when I quit the first time. Yeah, racing. Uh, before you came back bef- bef- and won amateurs now. Yeah, season. yeah. I, I, mean, I was just being a kid. So when I in 2007, I well, right before that, I had gotten hurt and I broke my my humerus on a 120. So I went from an 80 to a 1 to, or to a 125, and I rode a 125 for like four months, and yeah. then I got a 250F and sold the 125. Um, I was on the 125, broke my humerus and then came back from that and got on a 280F, was riding 280F, like broke my collarbone, knocked myself out, and then came back from that and was riding at a, at a private track and came over a jump and there was a tractor coming up landing and I had nowhere to go. Ended up landing on the tractor and snapping my bike in two pieces and breaking my tailbone and lungs and internal shit and, and nights in the hospital and it was it was quite the, I thought I was dead, no doubt about it, That was how 100%. You like,
0: how long in hospital?
1: Uh, just a couple of days I got lucky, like just a lot of fluid internals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I got really lucky on that, but I shit myself when I did it cause I, I hit so hard and broke my tailbone and straight mm. up like shit myself. But, um, that was just three injuries in a row and I was just over it. Mm. You know, I just wanted to be a kid, started partying and having fun being a kid. And I installed hardwood floors for three years with one of my dad's installers and just rode. I mean, I rode all the time. I'd go to Zaca. I'd go ride Santa. Mar- this place, Santa Maria, like right, right by there. And yeah, I mean, I continued to ride. I just mm. didn't race, really. Just had fun, you know. Just went and rode like in the sand by by my house. And just being a kid, man, just having fun and enjoying it and working. And I think that was a big reason why I decided to go put my head back in it mm. and realizing the value of a dollar. Being on my hands and knees and up and down stairs all day with buckets of glue and and things of hardwood, like it's I was over it. I just mm. want to go back to riding, you know. I was like started. I was partying and like friends around me were going down the wrong direction, and I was just like like well, just woke up one day like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. Like, you have this opportunity that my grandfather was would be willing to help me ride. Like, why not just do it and try to go race again? And then I did, and ended up doing pretty good because this whole time, like you know, I was being a kid, like, my parents knew I was riding, but they didn't really know, like, I kind of was, like, out of sight, out of mind with, like, you know, partying and just being a kid, and, like, Mm. so they didn't really know. They knew, like, I was just riding, but I just didn't really care to go every weekend to every race, and, like, you know, I just was kind of just wanting to ride for fun, basically, Mm. so they didn't really know the sides of it, but, um, yeah, and it ended up coming back racing amateur in nationals and did, did alright and then the next year ended up winning a couple and then
0: so what um, ones did you win you won a Loretta's College Boy right?
1: yeah I think the first one I won was 2000 shit, was it 2009 or 2008 Lake Whitney I won a 450 B mod title there and then uh, the following year I won a title at Ponca and then I think I won Yeah, I can't remember I won a couple that that year and then the following year I won Loretta's and then the next year I was going to go back to Loretta's as an A I won uh like college boy and then I got like eighth into a B mod that mm. year um but yeah and then I ended up going to the A class and then the next year going back to Loretta's I won a couple na- nationals during that year but um got to Loretta's and I was like oh this is my year like I think I can really do good in A class and I was training with Randy Lawrence and Randy was there with me and I felt better than I ever have. I was in crazy shape, but first, first moto off the start, I fell in the first turn or the second turn and like was, you know, I don't know, I was in fifth or something, had the whole pack behind me and yeah, I ended up getting ran over, got center punched right
0: between my butt cheeks and Ugh. broke my tailbone again. So Fuck. that was it. That's a a bone to break. Yeah. I did it twice. Dude, that sucks. Yeah. That that new sternum. Have you ever had yeah. your sternum? Yeah,
1: I yeah, definitely cracked my sternum, pulled some ribs from my sternum.
0: That one sucks, dude. But
1: yeah, and then, dude, the day after that, Randy Lawrence, like, he's like, dude, you got to gut it out. Like, you got to go out there well, and just see if you can race. You know, like, you'd, fuck that. it's either it, there's only one way to find out and just try. it. And, and I literally went out there and I just I, I didn't ride hard, but I I finished the moto. But I was that was the most pain ever, dude. Really? Yeah, it was muddy, too, and, like, I was just trying to stand up everywhere, and, like, when I'd have to sit down, it was just, like, (laughs) but I gutted it out, and then I realized I couldn't ride the rest of the week, so that was pretty much, that was it, and then um, the following year ended up, uh, because I thought after my, my title and stuff at Loretta's that first year, and I was, like, obviously it wasn't in, like, such a prestigious class, but... I was right there kind of in the mix and I thought I was going to get um, support from Yamaha. I thought yeah. I was going to get a lot of stuff out of this and I didn't get shit. Yeah. And it kind of just drove me crazy so I went back the next year and like obviously then I got hurt and I was like fuck what do I do now and then um, got some support from Orange Brigade KTM for the following year. Oh, Luckily really? finally someone like stepped up and wanted wanted me to be on the team so um, yeah I ended up getting that ride and three months into that I was at a Loretta qualifier and my 350 blew up the weekend before so I was racing a 250 in the 250 and 450 class. Yeah. So I obviously got a bad start in the 450 class coming through the pack and the end of the last lap I was passing the kid for the lead and he swapped out right in front of me and, and, and swapped into my front tire and when it, I was going up to the face of this tabletop and when I did it just swapped me and I put my left leg out and snapped my ACL and there it went. Uh. So then they ended up taking the bikes back shortly after that and that was my year that was three months into the season and i wasn't getting it's you know six to nine months of recovery yeah. time like yeah, years done i got on the bike two weeks before anaheim one and then 2012 and then got really? a cowie yeah got a cowie and, and rode two weeks of, of supercross and then straight into anaheim one January 4th, 2013. <laughs> dude, that's so gnarly, dude. <laughs> yeah, so it was quite the quite the ride, but a um, ride I really enjoyed and I appreciate, you know? Yeah. It's not, not easy to be at that level, especially at the time, like, in the 250 class, dude. I had some, all the, all the guys that are crushing 450 now are all in my class. Yeah. And, like, it was gnarly. And I, kn- I know they say it every year, it gets gnarlier and gnarlier and gnarlier and, like, did not to take anything away from any of these kids in the mm-hmm. lights class now and doing it but like it's all those names that you're household names now Yeah, like they,
0: they didn't go or, away no yeah.
1: we're proving their point and they were household names from the get go through amateurs and nowadays it's just I don't know if it's technology and bikes and, and how tracks develop and how kids have just learned how to just figure it out and do it and, and work hard and results happen like it's it's just crazy like it's not it's not like it used to be of just like knowing like okay there's those three dudes on the gate mm. they're gonna pull away from everyone and they're gonna win like now it's just like we were talking about it every any given weekend top 20 is all and then the 450 class is all in the same second like how yeah. how are you you can't call, call these winners anymore it's like of course you can say there's the Roxins and Tomacs and and stuff that are going to win or they're going to be there. But it's like in any given weekend, you do not know who's going to win. Whoever gets a start and stays out of trouble, then anybody can win.
0: I think that part of it is the fact that um, the whole, like, the program is like everybody knows what to do now. There's no... Like I think back when you were racing, thanks like, Ricky. Yeah, pretty much. So, right? <laughs> no, you know? no, for sure. It's 100%. Like, but now Tank. it's like it's so refined now yeah. because of what Ricky yeah. did that now like yeah. every such kid a, that's on the line knows exactly what to do, yeah. right? It's such a structure. Yeah, it's.
1: Uh, but it, I mean, it, it's you have to be like that. It's and now we're to the point like these four strokes and and the races and the tracks and how they're developing because of the technology and, and the four strokes and. and all this stuff, like, it's it's constantly changing and evolving, and, and kids are just figuring it out, you know? Mm. Like, it's, you got to, it's, I guess it's with everything, though. You got to adapt to whatever the times and changing times, so.
0: Well, that, you look at Jet Lawrence, man, like, what he did at Anaheim 2 is unheard of. Yeah. When was the last time a 16-year-old kid came in and did what he did? It was probably James Stewart
1: when was how old was AC when he came in well he obviously didn't crush it but
0: yeah well I mean he won three three mains his first his rookie year but he wasn't 16 he yeah. was like 18 or whatever yeah, yeah. You know, but like yeah, it's, dude it's crazy that that's even possible yeah isn't it crazy to even think that like he has a factory Honda ride with Geico yeah at 16 and they're just like yeah get on crazy. in the big boy like yeah. well not the 450 class but like you're in there with the big boys now you know
1: yeah, it was pretty crazy because I remember seeing him when he was still racing amateurs. But I re- I went out to the California Classic and and mm. it was right when Hunter was coming back from an injury and and pros can race that one too. So um, Hunter went out there and it was cool to see them Hunter and Jet out there battling together. Oh, yeah, because like, yeah, Jet got didn't get that good of a start and then Jet came through the pack and kind of caught Hunter a little bit, but kind of, you could tell Hunter was like, would turn around and be like, oh fuck no, Jetson, <laughs> my little brother's not passing me. And it's like cool that just, Jet just pushed him through the pack and they went all the way to the, to the lead and then Jet ended up going down and, and Hunter won. But um, it was just cool to see that, you know, and it's going to, I'm sure, that's mark like, my words, yeah. we're going to
0: see that for years to come. Dude, that's probably going to be this year in the Nationals. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if Hunter and Jet are out front one and two and they just start like stretching away from yeah. the field just in their own world just like two brothers having a having a battle.
1: It's not gonna be easy, but I think they'll it's possible. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be crushing, yeah, for sure. But I mean like I said, it's so hard to call a winner these days, man. It's like these kids are just everyone's just going so fast. It's like scary, honestly. How did you feel about Kenny getting a win? Super psyched on Kenny getting a win. I mean I know obviously his was crazy different and dramatic and, and, mm. and like almost losing his arm and being told that he'd never do what he does again and all that stuff and just to see like the the struggle of that and how well he overcame it and he never gave up and that's you know something that I can relate to too like getting hurt and seven months of therapy and just feeling like what the hell like you know I, am I ever going to be back to how I felt because my, my foot's just locked up and Um, You know, you can kind of relate to that. So just to see like that, just the the grind of it and like, you know, team never give up. He never gave up and he just always pushed and pushed and pushed. And then just to finally see him get that first win again and get that like, you know, the monkey off his back. I Mm -hmm. think he had won a couple couple motos he won outdoors, a couple outdoors. But, I think you yeah. want a
0: couple overalls outdoors but it's different like that's not the thing that took him out yeah exactly that's and not the that's I not was the standing there
1: him. watching like literally directly behind that section when really? he went down and I just like oh, my heart sank for the dude like I knew as soon as I saw him land into like in between the ruts or however it did and like it as soon poker. as his front wheel hit that lip I was like oh this is not good and then he, it was like I can replay it over and over in my head. It's like slow motion, dude. He, it was like devastating to see that, you know, because he's such mm. a good dude, super cool guy, man. Uh, had, a, had a few opportunities to ride with him just out in the hills and stuff and just super cool, man. Super cool dude, man. You know, yeah. it's like uh, just bummer to see that happen to good people. But it's really, really cool to see him get that win again. And I think that's what he needed and mm. some fire him back up, you know. And just having to deal with all the things you went through with the infection and the, the arm and the other arm. And, and then Blake getting hurt. And then, oh, man. It just, Could you imagine having to deal with yeah, all that it, and it, then dude, your brother-in-law gets
0: fucked up like it, that?
1: Uh, just so many things. And it's just like at one point, do you just say fuck it? But that's what's so inspiring that yeah. you don't
0: do it. you know And man like you get through the first year, you don't win. Then you go through the second year. And then you get pipped at the post and lose in a... Like, that loss will go down in history. Yeah. That will, Ken will be, like, down in history as the closest loser ever in Supercross. Yeah. But that's so... Now, that's just, like, a little bit of extra just salt. Mm. Just rubbing it in mm-hmm. that wound. And then after that, you don't win. Yeah. And then you go all through outdoors. And then you've got to do another preseason. Yep. You've got to do all that. Go through another boot camp. Go through... All of that suffering to try and come back and get another win. Another win yeah. You get waxed at A1. You do a bit better the next weekend. Oh, Then you win the... Did he win the second round or the third uh, round? Was it the third or round? Did he win the second? Dude, I'm tripping. No, yeah, it must have won the second round. St. Louis, yeah, because A3 Yeah, it he last did. Weekend. Yeah, so I'm tripping. And
1: then what did he get last weekend? Second. Right. Then he got... S- second. Right? Because oh, he's leading the points out. now. He, yeah, went, like, he went like 7-1... Two yeah. And, and the yes. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. I believe. But like, yeah, you get absolutely waxed at a one, and then you win the next weekend. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's three years of baggage. Just.
1: It's not how many shattered. times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up, man. But how many opportunities would Ken Roxon have had to quit? <sighs> too many. Like <laughs> too many.
0: It's insane, yeah.
1: eh? No, it's uh, yeah. Like I said, it's an inspiration
0: to see that, you know. Mm. Dude, were you at the? Were you at Dodgers when Trey Kennard got landed on? I was, yeah. That was the. That was probably the gnarliest one. That Morris, I saw. Right? Yeah, yeah, by I mean, Morris. Morris, yeah. Morris was hurt too. They were both weeded. Yeah, that was probably like the gnarliest. That was one yeah. of those ones where you see that. That was at the the triple. We were down in like the industry CD, and the triple was right there, and we were just yeah. like, yeah. felt like twenty yards yeah, away from it, yeah. and then just boom, like. There's some crashes that just lit, like you said, they just make your heart sink. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but it is cool. Like I think, me knowing that how like my road from where mm-hmm. I got hurt and almost eleven months later to me winning my gold that mm-hmm. I did at X Games, like I, I, you know, not. It's relatable in that fact that <clears throat> I know that up And down through that whole ride of mm. the injury to coming back and that satisfaction or that feeling, than when you do actually win, mm. and I couldn't even imagine the, the feeling Kenny felt for you know three years or however long it was before he we finally went back and and slayed that dragon. Pretty much, you know, it's like, mm. like I, be- I know, know that feeling all too well. Just from you know, like yeah. it, it gave me goosebumps watching it on TV, like you almost want to freaking cry for the dude because you're just so excited like so pumped for him you know and that's like how just brought me back to that feeling of like overcoming that uh, the injury that I did and then being able to walk away with that gold medal like I was put the camera in my face instantly right when they put the metal around my neck and it's like you're just tried everything you can to do that interview and not choke up just yeah. to realizing like all come into fruition of what you just went through, you know?
0: Yeah. Can you pull up on Tyler's Instagram the, um, the, there's a couple like really, really epic photos of right after he won. It'd be like way up the top. Yeah, I keep going. Like right, right after he right won. Go down. Oh yeah, that look at like, the one on the right there. Like, look at that photo, dude. That is just pure emotion. Yeah. That's not like a... Like, there's no yeah. acting in there. That. That's not like a there for the cameras. No. That is like... I mean, raw. even... And even when you hug
1: your dad... Even the first one right here, the first video from the night before when I got second, even just that feeling of like... Yeah. I just... I was just so excited to just... And thankful to just be back there. Just be back under those lights after what I went through. Yeah. That i didn't care where i went but then to go and and be there and be successful and be fighting for wins was just like such a just monkey off my back just such a just pressure pressure cooker just fully lifted off me yeah and you can just see me like yes like holding that medal like yes like, dude that gives me goosebumps like straight up just straight up like yes but i was so not satisfied yeah like yeah. i want i wanted to win that and the next day I was like, okay, like that's that's my like brush it off my shoulders, like brush that injury off. Now nah, I'm back, I'm here fighting for wins. Like tomorrow yeah. I'm gonna fucking win. Like there I'm not getting beat tomorrow. You
0: know what I mean? And so go to that go next, to one, the next dude. one. Cause then this this happens. It's like fuck man, it's so hard. It's like harder to be happier for somebody. And you are on too, dude. Like look at that shit. Yeah, I felt I
1: felt good once. Once it was game time in practice, I was like, kind of didn't feel super good. But then, as soon as it turned game time, it was like, it was it was on. i i It was cool because I before X Games, I'd worked with the mental coach that um, yeah that works for Red Bull High Performance, James Jackson, insanely insanely talented dude at what he does and. Um, he also works with Scotty James and yep. uh, a couple snowboarders and Carson Storch, a mountain biker. So it was cool that um, he works for Red Bull High Performance. And, and I voiced my opinion to Steve that I was I was kind of getting back to being in a good place of mentally like riding and all that. Yeah. And I felt like I was going to be... In, in fighting can, or basically fighting shape for X Games so I voiced my opinion to Steve like hey what do you think about James coming on board or coming down and, and while I'm getting ready for X Games like the week yeah. before and riding quarter and whip and just have have a couple days with him and then have him come to X Games and and help me out and it was cool because I've had physical trainers and stuff like that yeah. but but you never just had like nev- a mental coach yeah, when you were Yeah, and, 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 and no, never. But to just like the mental coach thing, everyone's like, oh, like what? Like mental coach, like what does that entail? What does he do? And it's like, he did, don't get me wrong, he doesn't reinvent the wheel. He doesn't do anything. He just breaks everything down and simplifies things for me to, to basically just get me laser focused. And, yeah. and basically there's times where I'd be here riding and my head's here. And he just pulled me back to ground zero, you know, and and just little things make just get me laser focused when the time came, and learn how to control my breathing and stuff like that. So um, that was huge for me, and just.
0: And you it, said too that he was like a because he was a former athlete that you kind of really like trusted.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's hard to 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 know like okay like I've I've met him before. I'd met him a couple times before through through friends and and other athletes and stuff and. Just very quickly, but never spent too much time around him. And then, you know, we got in contact and met and talked over the phone. And and um, then he ended up coming down. And it was crazy because you don't really know how that's gonna go until you just try it. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I like I said, I've never had a mental coach. I've never even thought about it really.
0: And then, was there a party that was thinking that if you? Said you wanted a mental coach that you were always almost admitting that you had like a mental weakness. Yeah,
1: that I am my own worst enemy. If I get into my head, like I don't, I I want to go, I want to show up to that line, and I want to know that I'm, I'm there to win, and I'm, I'm I'm, not to, sound cocky or anything, but I'm better than everyone else on that line, you know, and that's just that's not f- phys- physically might might not be like. Or you know I might not be a better rider than this guy but like if I'm in the right mindset and that I know that I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna win like mm-hmm. and you feel it and you visualize it and you and over and over and over again like it's you know a lot of times with hard work it'll it'll come to fruition so um right away at first day he got there it was super cool because it was like I was getting ready to go out and ride and and he he came up to me and and you know, he asked me a few things about, um, just, like, about the ramp, and if I, if, if it's something, like, he broke it down, like, like tell me, like, don't lie to me, like, is there something that you really enjoy, and just little things, Ooh. and and then, you know, at that time, it was, like, it was cool, like, we, we were just shooting the shit, and then, and then, uh, went out to go ride, and started riding, and he just... It was just crazy. He'd just pick up on little things, like, really quickly, just be very observant, just kind of be sit back and just observe things. And, and um, he, I could just, a few jumps in, he pulled me over to the side and he could just tell, like, I'm a little too antsy or I'm trying to or I'm doing mm. this, doing that. And he just, like, would tell me, like, you're here and your head's here. Like, pull it back, bring it what, back What here. sort
0: of shit do you think, like, you were thinking about once you started to learn that process? Like, what? why was your mind drifting or where was it? Mm.
1: I, I mean it's not necessarily that it that it was I don't think that it was drifting it was just I I was I don't know I think I would if I would have a bad jump I'd let it get to me or if I had mm-hmm. you know I would like kind of like thinking avoid, just much. thinking too much yeah. and it's more of just like just breaking it down and slowing everything down and and being focused you know it was, it was one of those things like one time i I few, I don't know, I'd say five, 10, 15 minutes into the session or whatever, I come, come down and I had a bad jump and it, and it frustrated me
0: Yeah.
1: and, and I could tell, and I was like in the air, I was like, fuck, you know, and then, and then rode by him and he like kind of was just like, you know, one of these like standing there and I rode by him, rode down to the bottom and I put my bike in neutral and I like stuck, came to a complete stop. Usually I'll just like loop it, you know, and I'm yeah. always in my head. I was always like, even before contest or during contest, like. Before my jump, I'll will give myself a good deep breath, like, you know, mm-hmm. and and kind of just I don't really know if it was just something in my head that I I needed to do to it just become. Like I didn't a really routine. know why I was doing it. I was it was just a routine I was doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some like like Corey Creed or, or Twitch or whatever they do their little like little well, wheelie wheelie well, yeah. like it was just something that I did, you know. And and especially when I got frustrated and I and I knew like okay like just be calm like. And then I did that and like popped into gear and wrote like did my jump and then instantly he stopped me and he's like, hey, what'd you just do? And I just told him like, uh, like it's kind of like threw me off guard. I didn't really know what I did. I just did it because it feels routine. And he like made me think of why I did it and made me take that and and amplify it and basically use that as a reset button each time. Like whatever. Take that breath. Get laser focused. And as soon as you take that breath, you're not thinking about anything else besides just riding off that ramp. And the less you do, the more it, it becomes, basically. Yeah. So the harder I try, the worse my whips are when I do less and just kind of just... Well, that even happened the other
0: day at Harry's. Yeah. Like your first three whips were like the biggest ones you threw all day. Yeah, the the, the
1: turn-ups the one way, but then I started doing other whips and like getting other whips good but then it would like throw my one off and like I think it was just yeah if you just try too hard and like over amplify it then you know you end up going the wrong direction yeah but um no it was super cool working with the the mental coach too like he helped me out a ton and I know the first the first night um was quarter pipe at at x games and he he was there basically testing with me a couple days before and or testing gearing and multiple things that and trying to just get a few extra feet here and there. Yeah. Um that first night we got there for a quarter and he said, All right, like, you know, and there was things that like we worked together on to when we were testing those few days, but then like there was things that he implemented on the day of the comp to like get me laser focused that he didn't want to basically introduce too early. He wanted to just like Mm what like kind of just like almost shock not shock me but like shock my brain to being like okay like whoa why, and
0: then all of a yeah, sudden I'm and then, then maybe so take your focused. mind off some of the other yeah. bullshit around so, it so
1: yeah so basically he told me like that that night like i want to, what i want you to do he's like i know it's not going to be easy is that he actually told me this the day before in practice but I, he's like i know it's not going to be easy but do not watch one person hit that thing and i'm like what do you mean like i For me, like that's so hard. Like I feed off my friends, you know, feed Mm -hmm. off of that sometimes. But when it comes to something like quarter pipe, that's not something that you need to feed off of. I guess you could feed off of someone else, you know, going higher than you or whatever. But just to watch them do it and try to change the way you do it to to match how they're doing it to get to that height is not how you want to do it yeah, on you want to you wanna just way. stay in your lane yeah but just stay focused on how you did it and everything and pushing you know sinking your heels like giving yourself a good pull up like a lot of different things turning your head like just making sure you're just like on point and laser focused on on your technique and just keep pushing yourself each time. Like, of course, when I was sitting there and I'm not watching them, like, I can hear them coming into the ramp. I can hear them leave the ramp. I can hear how long they're in the air. But I'm not watching physically how they're doing it and trying mm. to reinvent the wheel and change how I'm doing it to get to that, you know. And that was that was really tough the first couple of days or even the night of, of the comp, like, mm. watching or not watching anybody and, like, literally just having to sit there, like, you know to keep my heart rate at bay and like keep it like calm mm-hmm. down and then like just straight up just like focus in on like a rock or a dirt clod or something on the ground in front of me and just be laser focused and just just replaying that over and over in mm-hmm. my head just technique and, and all that you know so that was that was really cool to get through that and and each time I got high I think I the, now that I look back on it I wish I would have came out swinging a little harder because that was one really good thing that Corey does. He comes out swinging right off the bat Mm. and I knew that I had a jam style format and I could like start and just get in into a a flow, you know, Mm. and each time give it a little more, a little more, a little more to the point to where you're basically maxed out on second gear and maxed out in second gear on the throttle. So, you know, each time just... Basically, feeling the progression of it feels higher, higher, higher to the last mm. my last jump, and then I ended up getting Colby for second. Like, I was psyched. Obviously, you can see the look mm. on my face. I was pumped to get that medal, but in the end, back in my mind, I was like not satisfied. You know mm. what I mean? Super did pumped you, to
0: be back there, but not satisfied. Did you have any idea who was gonna win that, or did you think that you? I mean, could you, have won. Like, yeah,
1: I think for sure it's it's one of those things. Like, you can. Yeah, we can all win, I think, on any yeah, given day okay. with a little hard work. Like, you know, Corey, I think... Because
0: Corey obviously has, Co- like, a perfect season
1: with it. Corey has a perfect season, but it shows. Like, he put in the work and mm. it showed. Like, he tested, he did everything. Like, he... And he showed up and he came out swinging every single time. And yeah. like, that was... that. It, it set the tone. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, me, I'm trying to work my way up to it. But it's... it's the biggest mental battle to go out there and be cold and not hit that thing a few times to just mm. go into it and just fucking give it everything you got like
0: so you think cory's pretty gnarly for that
1: oh absolutely it's gnarly it's super gnarly but i mean you know i've i was doing it differently i worked my way up to it and, and yeah. by my last jump i felt good but but then you know i had the talk with james afterwards like I should have got going a little quicker. Yeah. I should have done this. Should have done that. And like he's was like, it? hey, and right. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he was like, oh, you got second. Like you fucking suck tonight. You know. It <laughs> was like, like dude, good job. Congratulations. First and foremost, like give me a hug. Like you're back on this level. You're back at this stage. Like you just got your medal. But he's like, he's like, look me, look at me in the eyes. He's like, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean. Yeah, I'm happy, but like, no, I'm not at all. I want to win. And he's yeah. like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. He's like, you're like. Tomorrow, he's like tomorrow night. He's like, do me a favor. I want you to watch every single one of your friends jump, and I want you to feed off that. I want you to go out there, and I want you to like right away. I want you to feed off of it. I want you to to you know to to go out there and win and win everyone over right away, basically. So that was yeah. the thing. I fed feed off the crowd and feed off the energy and go out there and watch my homies hit the jump and feed off of it and
0: so how was the first night when you didn't watch them do you think that's the move like is that something that you're gonna do from now on in quarter
1: yeah I, same exact thing I did at nitro Quarter. same exact thing yeah I so did you've done that Nor- all year. Norway quarter
0: and you think it works I mean you're comfortable with it I guess so I, that's it, all I, yeah, matters.
1: I'm it, I'm couldn't tell you honestly I couldn't tell you if it works or not because yeah the, the years prior like the first year that I went, and and Colby got me. Like I was, I was before Colby, and Colby was after me. So like he had that last opportunity to just yeah. go for it. And the year before when Axel won, like I did, I what, year, what place? Colby got second. Him and Axel were going back and forth, but it was like I was watching it every time. But I mentally, like watching it, I just thought I had myself beat. Mm. You know, they had me beat. And that was because I'm my own worst enemy and I was thinking about it too much. But it's like remembering how you can do it and knowing that you're in the ballpark there mm-hmm. and just do all the right things and make sure you you know, your timing and, and your techniques good and, and give her the berries.
0: Mm-hmm. But and how do you think that then the whip thing, like you liked watching the other dudes? Cause well, it's I've, of always, a style, I've always, I've right? always done that.
1: Like, yeah. you know, like me and Axel riding together, like, I love riding with him and like when we we feed off each other's energy, you know what I mean? And it's always been, I've never, I haven't had too many quarter pipe contests. Obviously, like the first year, the three X Games years and one year of Nitro Cup, I've had, or Nitro World Games, I've had four quarter pipe contests and Mm -hmm. that's it, my whole career. And, um, you know, the first one was like, like I said, Colby was after me. So he had that, like he watched me and he knew where I was at and he just went Balls to the wall on that last mm. one and went huge, and he got me by however much he got me by. And then um, the second year was more like knowing that those two dudes, Colby and Axel, had rode quarter pipe m- leading up to that. Yeah, and was I was seeing their Instagram videos and seeing all this stuff, and like mentally they had me beat one hundred percent. I went into that knowing like, okay, I got a medal tonight, but I'm getting third. Mm. You know what I mean? and that's not where you want to be going into something like that Mm -mm. so they mentally had me beat and that's like how i was with racing i'd show up on the line and i'd look down and see like tomac and see Baggett and those guys and i'm like i'm beat mentally Mm -hmm. i'm beat you know so that was one huge thing for me with having a mental coach was just believing in yourself really
0: what do you think would have happened if you had a mental coach like with racing do you think it would have not like where would you have ended up but do you think it would have helped you Mm. in that racing thing or
1: Um, I don't know give or take it's just it's tough because I knew what I was up against Mm -hmm. like you know when I was you know really good friends with Darren and like I, I was able to spend a few laps on Darren's PC bike one time and like shot myself in the foot right there like mm, this is what really? this is what i'm up against and at that point like dude that's heavy and at that point i i always had myself mentally beat because i want i had that one break that i did at one loretta's and i was like oh i'm gonna get like can't yeah. wait to get home like the phone's gonna, ring. gonna call me like the phone's gonna ring and i didn't get one phone call i didn't get shit so it was like to me it was like if i'm you know i I just mentally had myself beat the whole time. Like, like what have I got to do? What have What have I got to do? Like, I just won that. Like, all these. Like, I was never handed any of this my whole life. Like, I was racing locally, and yeah, my parents helped me and all this stuff. But like, I never had those big deals and sponsors. And like, I was so fucking pumped to go on sponsor house and get fifty percent off from Smith goggles. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. I luckily like thankful for my family and my, my grandfather spe- specifically like if it wasn't for him I wouldn't be here because that he was the man that funded the whole thing my dad and my mom mm. like they couldn't really uh, afford it you know so yeah man it's just one of those things like I, I was never handed anything I was always kind of like earned it and then I got to the point where like okay I think I can do this and I was fighting for it and, and kind of up in the mix but didn't get it, anything from it and yeah. then the one opportunity that i did have with ktm like i ended up getting hurt and then they needed the bikes back which totally get it that way i had a one-year deal and and the my year, year was riding, shot yeah. so that you know they gave the bikes back totally get it but it was just at that point i was mentally beat of course i this is what i worked my whole fucking life for to go race and go line up on a supercross you know starting gate like and I did it, and I fulfilled those dreams and those things, but I always was mentally beat. Like, mm-hmm. I knew lining up on, like, I, which, you know, it's maybe it's work ethic. If it's this, it's that. But, like, I was just so freaking pumped to just make a main event mm-hmm. at that time. Like, there was so many guys, so many gnarly dudes riding. I was just pumped to not only be there, but to, like, to make a main, like that was, that was my accomplishment, Mm -hmm. you know, for the night. Like I made the main sick. Like I'm going to get 17th to 20th tonight. Fuck yeah. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I made the main and that's what mattered, you know? And so I don't know. I just think it was a a, a majority of things. And I think if yeah, if some things went differently, then I could have maybe done something with it. Or if I took it a little more serious or, or worked a little harder, I mean, I just, I then to, to mentally the had myself day. beat off the bat, and then to have the, the, the injuries and riddled with injuries along with it is just, it just is like,
0: you know, just. And, but I mean, too, though, like you're a dude that can enjoy a good time. Yeah. And it's like, for whatever reason, you've always been that way. And it's like a dude like Dunge. He isn't a good time. Like he's a super rad dude, but he's not a good time. Like he's he's, he's probably a good time now. He's retired. Probably now that <laughs> you know what I mean. Like there was he wasn't like yeah, a dude no, that no, was. I
1: totally get it. That was chasing but a good time he at the He was so focused on his yeah. task at hand, which is commendable by it's all just, means. Like, it's just different lanes. It's like, just right? different. Yeah, it's different lanes for sure, and I. would And it always brought me back to like when I was mentally beat like that and going and racing and racing and racing and trying to you know, making some money and like making your money back on a Supercross night to go to the next race is like, it's just, yeah, it's not that fun after a while, you know, Mm -hmm. and then just mentally like after coming back from injuries and then obviously all this whole period of time is all Instagrams just growing and growing and growing. And. That's a, a huge, I mean, I wouldn't say a negative, but it's one of those things that like you're hurt and you're seeing all this stuff on Instagram and all these people post and these kids progress. Mm. And you're just sitting there stuck and hurt and like nothing you can do about it. And like you just start to second guess yourself. Like, do I still got it? Do I got this? You know what I mean? So it's just mm. having that mental battle of just like the ride up and down, up and down, up and down. And then to just... Ultimately, to the point you just you, you self destruct and you give up. And It's mm. not that I gave up, but I just would took a backseat on racing and decided to have more fun. Mm. And things started happening. Fortunately, I got into a couple whip contests, and things started happening from there. And yeah, away
0: she went. Mm. Um, the is interesting with like the the way that um, you were ending racing and then it was like the whole that whole free ride thing started to happening but not the free ride thing the instagram version of the free ride thing and it was like you and Axel i mean you were probably like the first one to really like try and do that as like a young kid that didn't have so like twitch and those boys they sort of had their own following they were already these yeah. household names and then it was like they were switching over to this new thing yeah. which was like instagram and getting clips Whereas your come up was in that in in, in that the lane, middle yeah. of that, and it's like you were probably think, the
1: first one. I think you could say me and Axel were, but Axel was still racing at the time. And yeah. it's not that I that year of thirteen, like I just quit racing. Like I've still tried to race that whole time. I was mm. free riding. I was still trying to race. Mm. You know, I I was just riddled with injuries. Like I I raced Supercross two thousand thirteen. And I got hurt at the first outdoor at Elsinore right after that in 14, tore my ACL, and then came back from that, and um, I did shit, one national that year, I think, did Hangtown, and no, I did two. I did Hangtown and Glen Helen, and I did uh, Colorado, mm. and I made Hangtown, made uh, Colorado, didn't make Glen Helen, and then... Um, Shit, what was it right after that? It was Mammoth 2014, like, compounded my femur. Fuck, dude. Yeah, and then I was off for, like, <sighs> seven months from that. And, like, you know, and each injury I had was, like, six to seven months at a time. Yeah. Like,
0: blocks. Like, half a year is completely gone. Yeah, so you're, like, right... You're, like actually working at your career yeah, six months but in But like year. you
1: were saying, coming up in that lane of Instagram, I was thankful that these times where I was hurt, I was, cre- I was stacking enough content or photos or yeah. whatever, like those times when I was riding, that I could kind of ride the wave through mm. my injuries, which was amazing, you know, and like certain couple key sponsors like DC Shoes and stuff back in the day, like if it wasn't for that, like I wouldn't have been able to keep this afloat, you know what I mean?
0: Well, it's crazy that uh, those days of DC... Because I was doing a bit of filming stuff for DC then, Nate Hawley probably couldn't tell you what position you got in a main. Yeah, like he didn't give a fuck. No, I mean, like, it, it was it, that
1: was a thing. Even for my sponsors too, knowing where I came from and how I'm running my program, like it's a, such an accomplishment for me just to make the main. Cause yeah, because I'm not that guy to, that should be making mains. I guess you know. Yeah.
0: So. But they can. Yeah. It was interesting that it was like the you were the first sort of era of dudes in the social media world yeah. where it was like, look, man, go do the racing thing, but just please post dope shit yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Be a part of our videos. Yeah. YouTube was blown up. The yeah. verb thing was blown up. Yeah. And it's like, that was that first wave of like, Dude, the, the verb thing about. had already blown up and oh, massive. And yeah. the fire was put out. I guess. <laughs> yeah. true. Um, I guess it sort of was kind nah, of dying off a little bit there.
1: Yeah. No, it wasn't put out at all. It was still, still going. But, um,
0: but yeah do you remember seeing the instagram thing start to happen yeah. and like what you thought of it and yeah, like absolutely. Do you remember when it was and like was there any was there like a clip or i remember
1: like the first I, I remember verbatim to this day the first instagram photo that i posted it was like i was riding for ktm at that time and it was just like my my roller coaster of a career racing career basically at that time but that whole time was free ride in between in between in between and do all that stuff but um yeah, it was like I said, it was just one thing after another, and injuries and stuff. And then yeah, like like going back to breaking my femur, I I was off for so long for that. And then come back and and right before oh, what was after my femur? I think I did it. Did, I did you do the ACL? Yeah. Well, I did. Let's see. I did a second. Let's. I did my third ACL. It was the first, yeah. So that was the first national when I did my ACL was in fourteen or no? Was that fifteen? Man, they all blend together. Yeah, but no I did, way. did I did my my femur came back from that. No, I did ACL then femur, like ACL a few months on femur, few months on ACL again. Yeah, slipped a peg on a knack knack in two thousand fifteen at one of the Fest series did my did my ACL again so at that point that was my whole basically all 14 and 15 season wiped clean I had two or two nationals that I did and that was it you know and then 16 got back on the bike not too long before I did the east coast is toast thing yeah because yeah. I got hurt in May and then or April I got hurt on 420 April 20 <laughs> <laughs> but I left yeah so I got hurt on that day and then um yeah, it was seven months, eight months off and then right back into it. And then I started riding a little bit again, free riding and like doing that stuff and then hop back in to supercross in 16. And again, like was not prepared. I don't think. And at that point was just not really in it. Yeah. Like I was just having, I was having way more fun riding and free riding and having fun mm. than I was racing, you know? So, um, yeah, I did that 16 year, and at that point, like, I had gotten hurt a couple times throughout that season, just ribs and mm. a couple crashes. Ended up making uh, one main that year in 16, and then that was basically the end of my racing career. Turned into me getting, an end, or, like, earned my way into Best Whip at uh, X Games through Monster Cup, and then yeah. and then my first year of X Games was 17, and then just kind of steamrolled from there.
0: Well, you were doing, um, I don't think that many people know that you were doing a lot of stuff when, like, Matto did the aircraft deal and yep. a lot of, like, you've worked on just a ton of film projects, yeah, so, so, like, you'd kind of just be, like, this dude helping that's, out, right? That's,
1: like, a huge, huge, huge part of, of my path as well was having, you know, that whole DC program that I did and, like, just being being able to to meet Maddo and like a mm. hero of mine and then become friends with him and then ultimately be able to get the call to come help him on some of these projects like the first the one I did was um was his aircraft project it was mm. that was literally like <laughs> the reason why I was I only rode two weeks supercross two weeks before and I won that year oh
0: because you were working on that was
1: because I was with him in December working <laughs> on that so I runs the
0: test tracks and you're fucking jumping over planes. Jumping over
1: planes on a freestyle 450 bike that I've never hit a hit a freestyle ramp on a 450 or anything. So I was I was basically his camera bike operator. I followed him off all the jumps and did everything there and um, just being on set like that was super big for me just to be able to to see how it all works, you know, and see his work ethic when it comes to having a vision and making it happen. Hmm. So um, yeah, that was a huge step in the right direction for me too, with content and being able to create all this stuff, and then just watching him succeed in everything that he did and all his content that he made and being yeah. able to do that was unbelievable. So that was that was a huge step in the right direction for me as well as. You could go either way. It was yeah. a step in the right direction for my free ride career. It was a step in the wrong direction for my racing yeah. career. You know, but I mean, everything happens for a reason, and I think that's um, I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of made made it into my my free ride career it's something that I put on a pedestal, and it's something that I'll never take for granted, and it's something that it's I gotta pinch myself every mm. fucking day that I get to wake up and ride a motorcycle. It's like just my path to get here to this point was just crazy you know mm. and just the fact of now I'm like the hat I get to put on my head every day and like the people I have around me and like the the heroes that I now get to call my friends it's just man it's like can't
0: write this script you know sorry guys Jaden had to take a pee break <laughs> um we're back uh what, what was I what about the um oh I feel like with that whole situation of... You, you were you said it earlier, but you were the guy that just said yes to every situation. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, man, like... Maybe there was just this subconscious part of you that felt bad that you invested all of your life into racing and you just didn't want to quite let go of the racing dream. But fuck, bro, you sabotaged your racing dream at every step of the way to do the free ride <laughs> thing. Like, any dude ever would like not do any free riding in december especially like riding a camera bike in one of robbie madison's (laughs) ridiculous films and it's like you did everything that you could to almost like sabotage the racing but it's like obviously you must have loved it so much that you just couldn't let go yeah but you were sort of doing everything that you could and you were did you were making a name for yourself and it was like you were making steps to be the guy that you are now
1: Yeah, it's like I said, man, it's crazy. It's something that I got to pinch myself and never take it for granted. Like I just, I just did my thing. And like, even now today, like the Instagram following and stuff like that, it's just all just like, it's just so cool to me because I never changed who I was. I never did anything different. I just, I just kept grinding on what I enjoyed to do. And that was ride a dirt bike. And have fun and the reason why I ride a dirt bike is to have fun and and, you know at one point racing was fun to me but it got to the point where it wasn't fun and then I figured out how to have fun again and it's just things have happened and like you know it's just still to this day man it's crazy like Mm. just walking around here and like have you know people here in Oz like all the way across the world and people be like oh like TV, what's up like you're here like that's, that's just crazy to me like you know, I'm just a kid enjoying what I do, riding mm-hmm. my dirt bike, and the fact that, like, I get those, like, me and Jaden were driving yesterday, coming back from the doctor, and I still have the direct message, like, request, I think, but it's, um, yeah, the kid saw me driving around in your truck with the bike in the back, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, TV sighting in Oz, you know, and it was just, like, shit like that, It's so, man, it's just, I don't know, it's crazy to me, it's something that's, like, so like I'll, I will put on a pedestal forever and I'll never shy away from anybody like yeah, you know what I mean like it's if someone comes up and like tells me that they're stoked on what I do and they're you know like they're a fan of me or they want to take a picture or whatever anything like that like <clears throat> for one that's fucking crazy still to me but for two like that's what I do and why I do it if I can yeah. inspire someone to go have fun and like not take this shit so seriously cause like it's like life, like, we're, we're not getting out alive anyway, so mm. it's, like, why take shit so seriously, you know?
0: It's crazy to fucking
1: have... I mean, I get that to a point, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's all about... Everything's about a balance,
0: but... No, I know what you mean. It's crazy to, like, the fact that just your natural talent on a bike... Like, me and Harry are standing there on the landing when you just straight jump the ramp for the first time, and we both looked at each other exactly the same time it was like this motherfucker like just with a straight jump yeah and then when we went to the sand track and like I was standing with and it was like the first thing you did just it's the like the way that you ride and it's your natural thing like you're not trying to just you're riding your bike how you ride your bike but just that to dirt bike people can inspire a feeling inside you where you're like fuck you just get so pumped yeah it gets you
1: pumped makes you wanna
0: makes you wanna ride it's crazy try to to emulate it but isn't it crazy that that's a thing and it's like but that's why you get paid man because like there's not that many dudes in the world that can inspire that feeling in people with their ride I don't fucking do that for sure when I go around a track I ain't inspiring people but it's so rad that I don't know man it just comes from like you just literally being yourself and I mean to me
1: you know not to take it away from that at all or anything. But like if you look at Axel, like that is like the perfect picture of what you just said. Like mm-hmm. he makes everything he does on a motorcycle look so stupid good. And look at it, like kids almost said a million followers. He's like he's got more followers than Jeremy fucking McGrath. Ricky Carmichael. Like that is insane. These dudes that have literally paved this way. Not necessarily for us, but For so many people for years to come, like, it's just so crazy to me. Like, you know, like the the, the the only, the only two writers, the only two writers that have more followers than him would be Travis Pastrana and Kenny Roxon. Mm -hmm. I don't think, unless you could say,
0: um, who is yeah, you're Ch- right. Reedy. I mean, I think... I think, I think Chad's only got like, 800K. Ooh. Reedy, nine,
1: 953 Ooh, for okay. Reedy, and... What's... Uh, what's... Axel is 954. Damn. Got him, dude. Got him. Think about that. Reedy's been racing... Chad is struggling. <laughs>
0: struggling <laughs> to
1: outrun I, Axel Hawkins. <laughs> um...
0: But yeah, that's it's, just it's like, crazy. it's
1: literally like you were just saying, like, just, it's so crazy to people. You can see something that looks so cool and so effortless and stuff like that. And then it just inspires a whole generation, you know?
0: Well, dude, like when I rode yesterday, I didn't do any motos or try and do anything fast. Like I was just working on technique. I was like, I'm fucking so keen to be able to ride like anywhere near as good as Tyler Barrowman you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna fix that camera real quick oh like oh, frame
1: sorry am I out of frame now know. You're good. you'll stay there because like I'm probably gonna move again <laughs> <laughs> my ADD there's
0: no way stay there stay there for as long as you can but yeah I don't know man I just think I just think it's super cool and the the thing that you said about um that you never changed I showed a video of um, I showed the Eastbound and Down Under video of you and me to one of my best mates, and he's like, he's like, dude, you know what the coolest part about that video is? Is like, you're the same, dude. You yeah. sound the same. The like, <laughs> everything you It's do, funny
1: because I never, I did, I had, honestly, I haven't watched that Eastbound and Down in years, man. And when you put it in the beginning of that video, and I heard it, I was like. Whoa, dude! I sound the same. It's crazy because yeah. you know no one likes to hear themselves on camera. Like, yeah. I, I, it drives me nuts that like have to go back and watch clips and listen to myself, especially my dumbass laugh. Like, <laughs> like it, it you know just enough to drive yourself crazy. But it's just crazy. Like, when I thought that exact same thing when I sat down and, and, and you showed me that clip. I was like, "Holy shit! I sound the same." And I was fucking eighteen year old kid. It's crazy. yeah,
0: and it's not even. A it's not even like the sound of your voice i think it's like and the way i just yeah, the way I the talked way talk, about the, the trip exactly. and it's just <laughs> just and that's what that, that's exactly to what you said like you just never changed dude yeah you did and i know like i was there fucking yeah. 10 years ago and it was cool i would never thought of myself in that context of because i you always think like whenever you're on camera and stuff you're like Okay, am I being, like, genuinely yeah, me? Am I yeah, changing? Am yeah, yeah. I being of, like, a fucking shit version of yeah, myself? Yeah, for sure. And I can hear, like, I message, I had this dude, Greg Rust, on the podcast a little bit ago. And um, there's just something about that dude. Like, the way, like, the tone of my voice, like, the way that I was talking to him... I was like, "Damn, that's like the best version of me." That's like, yeah. a, that's a really good, really? yeah, yeah. That's a good version it's like, of dude,
1: like, am I that version every day of I my know life? I'm Absolutely not, not. I know, But like,
0: I wish I could be. Yeah, yeah and no, it's, no, for sure. it's crazy, eh? Yeah, yeah. But I like, I watched <coughs> that. Yeah, when I saw that clip, I was like, "Man, I actually feel," seeing something from ten years ago where I wasn't on camera. Like that was the first probably time I'd ever even been on a camera, and to go back, I'll and see that I was like dude I kind of act the same like I feel like I'm still me even though now like so much stuff is different just the same dude man yeah it's crazy I was saying to you before like one of the days on the trip too that I think like one of the things I realized watching that that trip with you is that you're one of my friends that reached their full potential and it's like you were probably a guy what I thought could have (coughs) fucked it all up like, yeah. Any day, uh, you, any sure. day you want it. I any mean, fucking day you probably, want it. Probably not the only one that thought that either. And fuck, but it's like the same with me. It's the same with yeah. a bunch of people. You know, it's like it's so easy to fuck it up. And you, when you have all of the talent and all of the potential and everything that you have, it's even easier to fuck it up. Yeah. But then to get to this point, ten years on from when I first met you, and to look at. If you, if you said to me 10 years ago, hey, fill out like a, a bit of a one paragraph of like what the fucking best thing Tyler Barrowman could be doing in 2020. And it's like, you're fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, really, really cool to see that because you don't see that that often in people.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, man. I just,
1: we keep talking about it. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Just a trip to me. Like, you know, like, mm. it's hard to, hard to even put it into words like how thankful I am to be in this situation and just be here 2020 and all the things that in the last eight, Well, just this eight, nine, eight nine months of my life from getting back from my injury yeah. and how much I've experienced in just that short time and even my injury like it's not the break that I wanted but maybe the break that I needed I sold my, yeah. sold my apartment and bought a house and Grinded, learned a lot more about my body, and and literally just tested my will in every way possible of like, you know, this doing this and why I'm doing it, and yeah. you know, putting my putting my best foot forward, no pun intended, <laughs> and literally just trying to do everything I can to get back to the situation. And that's I know we had talked about it before, but um, this last year, from when I got back from um, my injury, like I took advantage of every absolute situation or opportunity that arose yeah because i was just i had spent the last 10 months off the bike and like valuable time for mm. sponsors and and we all know that like what we do like well this is not going to last forever so we got to take advantage of these situations in these times yeah. and when there's times where you're out for almost a year at a time it's like you you're you're missing a window you know because yeah. like and it's again it's not gonna have it's not gonna last forever so it's just those things like you're trying to not only do it for yourself like take advantage of these situations and put yourself in all these you know open doors to lead to other open doors but to like you know make other people happy like sponsors and of mm. course which is you know it's something that you don't You don't want to do it to make someone else happy, but at a a certain point, this is our job, and this is what we have to do. We have to we have to make other people happy or or do what our contracts say and these things. So it's you know it's multiple things, but anyways, like just taking advantage of these situations to it's helped me so much. It's opened up so Mm. many doors, and like it's the last from basically a month before X Games when I started building that my quarter pipe like my compound thing down in chocolate mountain where right? i basically just they have the ranch and they have everything there already but i put my quarter pipe and ramp there like from that point on i was i've been home mm. maybe four weekends up until the first week of december and it was just like i don't know it was amazing don't get me wrong i wouldn't change it for a thing because it, it, it but was. You were really I, putting I, in real work. i was putting in work you know and i needed to do that to 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 basically reach or, or get to where i needed to be for sponsors and bonuses and 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 you know certain things and numbers that i needed to get to 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 keep this thing going so yeah. um i did everything i could and and just stoked i did because it opened up a lot of doors and there's more just things just keep falling into place mm-hmm. like things are happening and, and um you know certain situations and trips and and yeah, just like riding the wave, man, it's crazy. Just like I found found myself being hurt a year and a half ago, and then just not too long ago, I was at Art Basel in Miami, riding my dirt bike on a seven story building, hitting a seventy five ramp on a, on top of a seven story building in downtown Miami. Like there was, yeah, it's just crazy. Just I don't know where mm-hmm. where a dirt bike will take you and the path and the path that I'm I'm on. I'm thankful to thankful to be here and doing doing these crazy things and thankful for all the situations that got me here like Instagram and and, and just mm. being hurt and grinding through that and I don't know Well, I just I feel like I'm beating a dead dog or like talking in a circle about it but I just that's how thankful I am about just yeah. being here and, and, and being able to do this like riding out of the sand track, Andy on the back the other day I was just riding and he was like filming over my shoulder with, a, with his phone and I just like Turned over my shoulder and looked at him like, man, this is fucking crazy. I mean, I'm literally across the world right now riding my dirt bike. Like, it's just... just
0: and, uh, like, even cooler, dude, <coughs> you met Andy that day. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, three hours later, he's yeah. on the back of a bike, and you're, like, sharing a sick moment. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's cool, man. Um, I feel like you got... You definitely matured a lot when you got hurt, and mm. you had to do that rehab. And I remember... I remember being surprised at how hard you worked at the rehab stuff. Like, you were in there legit every fucking yeah. day. And it's like, I know that that's not easy because where Red Bull is, like, that's not where your house is. Yeah. That's an hour and a half away. Yeah. So for you to be there as much as you were, that that's a crazy level of commitment. Yeah. And you obviously mature so much when you go through something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, just when it comes to that, like... It's it's like I said, it's a test of your will and character in every way possible and being hurt mm. and getting through the first initial phase of like being sad and bombed and then, you know, every step of the way to being able to start walking to then having to crawl your way back, like it's
0: Did you were you a you lot not, of people Were look, you
1: not having painkillers either? No. So I got they gave me that's knally. they gave me painkillers here when I got hurt. They gave me well Cause I mean, we had talked about it on the podcast last time, but that my experience in the hospital, like it, was dimmed, crazy. it Damn near put me over the edge. So it was, I don't, I don't like that feeling. So I, yeah, my, and, and just prior past experiences and hometown stuff and friends yeah. that losing their life to battles with opiates and stuff like that. It's just, um, yeah, I don't like them. So, uh, they gave me, they gave me like 20 oxys down here or something. And I, I'm pretty sure I still have two of them. Yeah, and within that first week, I. Well,
0: you you do need shit. At well, yeah, the, the, the very beginning. It's yeah, it's like you can't you. But then to go through all of your rehab, like that whole process of you know when you're out of like the mm. acute hospital shit, like you did the whole comeback like without any painkillers. Mm. Yeah, I did the whole thing. Like I said, I, I just the last, the last
1: painkiller I took was on the plane on my way home. Really. Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, that's no
1: Yeah. It. I I think thankful for for Red Bull like making me as comfortable as possible on that flight back and I got a got business class or first class or whatever that I was able to lay down, but I <clears throat> the boot that they had me in wouldn't fit in yeah, in the thing right where right. your feet sit. So I just struggled to get comfortable for the whole 14 hours, and I think I ate four of those things on on the plane just to try to sleep, and I slept maybe two hours of the 14. So um, it was quite quite the hectic ordeal, but then just getting home after that, and, yeah, I just didn't touch them. It's
0: over it. (laughs) But, I mean, that, yeah, so just, uh, yeah, it's like a crazy work ethic to come back from that Mm. and then to do it, it like... I mean, I don't know, even know if that sounds like a big deal to people, but to me, that's like a fucking pretty big deal to go well, through, like, that gnarly of a rear. Like, your foot is fucked. Yeah. And like, if
1: you still and, have a limp from it. And, and, and yeah, and it's like, I almost lost my life in the whole situation. Like, every everything about it, like, the whole process was so gnarly, and it's still something that I struggle with to this day. Like, the hardest mm-hmm. part of my day is putting my shoes and my boots on when I go ride, you know? That's the hardest part of my day, because my shit's just stiff, and... I did months and months and months and months. I grinded, but like that whole situation, you know, getting hurt and having to overcome that first mental battle of like the the depression of it. And mm-hmm. then, and then.
0: Did you the, get pretty depressed
1: or did I that mean, stop yeah, it? Yeah, it's so bad. Like, you know, at first when I was here, it was like, okay, like it just happened and it's not bad. But then you get to a point where you're, you know, I was, like I told you the other day, I'm five months in. And still have a cast on my foot on mm. crutches. Like can't walk into the grocery store and like grab something. Can't walk into the store and walk out with the, a the soda in my hand. Like, you know what I mean. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm, I know it yeah, could be far, odd. far, yeah. far worse. I like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But I don't want to make it sound like I'm yeah. bitching at all. But like it sucks, dude. Walking around on crutches that long is not fun. You start to get over it. You get pissed yeah. off at everybody and everything around you and you know, and at the time, like, I'd just the whole situation, the trip, and then coming back, and then I'd gone through a breakup, and like, just so many things happened, and I was just so, like, just over it. But at that point, it's almost like, use it as motivation, yeah. you know? Is and that
0: pretty much what, like, your only option at that point? It's the only
1: option. And at that point, like, you know, it was cool because the first, it happened in September, the first couple months was, you know, just, trying to do everything i can just kind of stay off of it and i kind of just like sat there and played video games for a couple months and i like, just yeah. didn't really do much and then and then i got to the point this whole time when i was doing that like in just basically chilling is when i sold my house and was like dealing with all the paperwork with realtors and stuff and trying to get approved for a loan for a new place and then selling the house and doing yeah. all that and selling the apartment um and then yeah. And then having to deal with all that. And then literally like as soon as I moved in to my new house, like right after that, I moved in, I think in first week of February. So that was like my four months of where I had a cast on. Mm. I was going up to Red Bull like once a week or twice a week. And they would, (coughs) they would kind of, excuse me. They kind of keep me like stretching and stuff and straight you know, wiggle my toes and, and kind of more of just like keeping me in good spirits really.
0: Yeah. Um, that makes sense, eh? Like, that's probably just maybe more is important than even Just the, hearing
1: the right things and being around the right people Because Chris Bryan
0: the other day was kind of like that, you know? Yeah. Like, he kind of really gave you a pep talk, and, like, you you felt like your spirits were lifted just from, like, hearing what he had to say about the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah and it's just certain people that, like, lift you up in a, in a bad situation like that, and, and especially being at the Red Bull facility and the high performance gym and all that like. Plus you have, you're still
0: new to Red Bull really. Yeah
1: and I was still new but the, you always hear about how well they take care of their athletes mm. when it comes to especially situations like that and unfortunately until you experience that then mm. you get to see firsthand how they it's the things they don't put in writing you know.
0: Mm. Yeah really. <coughs> so um, so like that stuff is just above and beyond. For it's like.
1: just being there and being in that and, and having those people to uplift you but then not only that having other action sports athletes that are in mm. They're doing rehab for other things or or in their training but by, by any means like you know you have so many different genres of action sports and and sports in general yeah. that come through that gym and it's inspiring dude i have been the the nice.
0: gym with blake griffin yeah see it's crazy <laughs> it's, like, so it's, it's nuts so
1: um so yeah just like that like once a week you know i'd go up there and do that but then you know once i I had moved into my house and kind of got situated a little bit. Then I was, it was to the point where I'd got my cast taken off and then I got a walking boot and I was in a walking boot for about a month. Um, I was in it for two months, but I was in a walking boot on crutches, Mm -hmm. like walking with the boot for a month. And at that point is when I started going to therapy, like at, at Red Bull at the high performance gym. I was going basically four days a week. I would go up there and, and and you know, it's, Coming, I'm not. You know, if you've ever been in California, and you know that drive from Temecula to Venice is because you have to just you have to go right head through straight down downtown L.A. and then all the way into Santa Monica, Mm -hmm. and it sucks. So I mean, I was the first few months, I was you know, I mean, that that pretty much the whole time until. So my Steve had lived in Long Beach for a little bit, and then once he moved back to Venice, it was cool because then I had mm, someone, someone that was close like, and someone like somewhere to stay and like you know, I would still stay in hotels. he would put me up in hotels sometimes, but it was just nice to have homies there, you know, mm. just people to like and I'd get done at the gym because I'd go I was it was four four days a week for for months and months and months and I just for the first few months I was just getting an Airbnb or staying at a hotel and it was just like mm. that was my life dude like just drive up there on a Monday get get there in the afternoon go to the gym like work with the physical therapist for a bit sitting like all the machines that they have and like do the hyperbaric or not the hyperbaric chamber but the um cryotherapy thing yeah, and, yeah. and they have like a float tank and they have an F1 simulator like I would log like an hour a day on the really? F1 simulator That's like sick. I just had nothing else to do so I just spent all my days in the gym just That's chilled silly. like you know and it was cool because you have that whole time was super inspiring for me just to have other athletes you know all, the, ska- all, 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 all the skate guys and all the snowboard guys and some ski dudes and some to, to Olympic fencers, to fucking divers, to F1 athletes, to fucking anything you could think of, BMX, crazy, mountain yeah. bike, like everything, you know?
0: Dude, I bet too that, like, you signed the Red Bull deal, did <coughs> farm Jam, blew that shit up, and then, you, then get hurt, and it's like, I can't even imagine how bad you would have wanted to come back from the injury just because you're a Red Bull athlete now. And you know, and that's the thing, like having basically, because you know, you've got everything there, right? Yeah. Like you've got no excuses. I had
1: a, a sign, my first deal signed a two year deal and then basically have six, seven, eight months or however long I did as an athlete. And then just like that whole entire basically second year or year and a half, however long it was, was just like basically wiped clean. So I like i said when when i got back on the bike in right before x games it was just wide open because that was the last few months that i had on my first year or my my mm. first two-year yeah. deal so i had to finish that two-year deal and like i had to finish with the bang i had to basically take advantage of all those open doors and put myself in these situations to keep myself relevant you yeah. know just because i know the 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 prestigiousness of having that and like all that yeah. stuff, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to fuck it up, you know, and not that you should be putting pressure on yourself and you think like that, but just, you but know what then I mean? Coming to, back from an injury is like just, something that's in your control. Exactly. And it, and it's, it, as long as you do everything that you, though, can, though you yeah. can and put the, put your best foot forward again, no pun intended yeah. and, and take all the right steps and do the right things. Like if you're putting in the effort then they they see it, you know. Yeah. And and that's what I did. I mean i I gave her everything I had just to get back and as soon as I got back and, and by all by any means I'm still not where I was or never will be where I was before with my foot. Like how it is is I you know, it might not ever be better but it's uh it's totally tolerable now and I'm able to do most yeah. things and, and if I had to run I could not very long <laughs> I had to run <laughs> but <laughs> um, I won't but yeah just certain things like I don't know just cool to just see like yeah. just have that whole program behind me and then just how much it it made me it taught me and made me grow so this whole like a where we had started with this yeah. before I started rambling but um, it's you know it's just that whole it's just such the a crazy whole thing is just such, such a learning process and it's just it, it it taught me so much, mm-hmm. you know. Just made me, like you said, it made me mature a bit, and and I pr- can appreciate like, appreciate can why it. why I do like what I do and why I do it, and 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 not you know take these take these things for granted, you know, and just like,
0: um, yeah, the that whole like what you were saying about being relevant, that's kind of what's weird in your world is because. So, Cooper Webb is relevant because he won the championship last year. And Jason Anderson's relevant because he won the championship. Slowly, Ando's starting to become relevant because of his own thing with Team Friday or whatever. But with you, your relevance, like Axel's relevant right now, uh, Colby's relevant. Like, to keep that relevancy, Twitch right now is yeah. still relevant. There's guys that aren't in it. It's like this constant yeah. buttery films. That motherfucker is relevant as all hell. And it's like, you know, for better or worse, you've got to live in this world now where it's like you're just fighting to be, like, relevant. Yeah. And it's, like, up to your it's, own creativity to, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it, that that old saying goes, like, you're only as good as your last race. Yeah. It's very similar with, like, what we do. And it's easy to just, you know, if you get hurt and you start to, you know, maybe getting a funk or something and get over it for a bit like you lose traction and it's hard to gain it back sometimes you know
0: well so. like even you were saying about your like obviously ducked out drop this week which yeah. is your latest Red Bull project with Matto. and you know we're watching every day your profile visits yeah just like crazy numbers yeah and it's like that is that's like right there that's what being relevant is yeah is exactly you've gone, there's these waves, waves and it's like How do you keep on this upward climb? And it's tough
1: because, you know, you get into a point, like, for me, once I, after that first week of December, when I went every weekend straight since July, I was just so fried, Mm. so mentally team two fried, (laughs) (laughs) um, that I, like, I just shut down, you know Mm. what I mean? I was just, like, I, I was, of course, I was scrolling through the scroll hole, but I was never, like... I was just over posting and didn't really, you know, and I didn't really, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't ride for like three weeks almost. So I just, oh, like, like you say, you're not the kind
0: of post just to post. I'm not you? just
1: going to post a, fo- a photo of, of the beach cause I'm there. I mean, I'm usually most of the times when I'm doing those things or I'm at the beach and I'm, I'm there to enjoy it. Not there to take a picture on my phone and let everyone else know that I'm enjoying that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just doing it for myself basically. But, um, yeah you get you know you get those waves of up and down and like the traction that just fully like lost in those three weeks i didn't really post much and you'd throw like a throw like an old throwback photo up or something and it's just not the same people want to see what you're doing right now yeah so i mean it's it's crazy to see that you know my my profile visits are so down and all my numbers and then you get off people's algorithms and you're not yeah. Relevant it's anymore. Finale. You know what I mean? It's exactly what you said. You did you you start to lose team and you lose relevancy and it's it's fucked up. But, <laughs> that's what you but get, I that's ca- what you're getting paid for. I could care less because I'm getting paid to do that thing. Yeah. And no matter those amount of likes or views or numbers that I have on that thing, of course that like more helps. Yeah. But as long as I'm doing it.
0: Well the, the the funny thing with you is like you're in the full new school lane. Like you're the fucking you're an influencer. <laughs> 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 I uh. hate that so much. Hey, uh.
1: Uh, will you make sure I'm still in frame on that thing? nah he's good. He's good. Sure. Yeah, yeah he's good. I got,
0: a, I got the screen down there. Because I
1: keep moving?
0: Nah, I can't yeah, get exactly. I'm It's to more like the forward and back that's the problem. Sorry. So, I, think, yeah. I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, like. I was thinking before that you're in the full new school Instagram. You're an influencer. That's where we were, <laughs> but you're in I that, that. I know you I do, that. but I, I love it. it. <laughs> um, but that's the lane that you're in now. Yeah. But you're kind of like an old school dude. You're not. You're not like all right. So Toby, if you hang out with Toby, you hang out with Toby and his phone. Yeah. that's that's who you hang out with yeah if you hang out with tyler barryman you hang out with tyler Berryman you don't really hang out with I you mean when th- phone. there's times that i'm stuck to the phone but it's but it's more like i mean if we're in the studio doing nothing but like when we're at the track or when yeah. we're filming or when we're out somewhere like yeah. you're not on your phone yeah. and you you sort of like we even talked about it that you know you look at yourself on camera and you're like fuck i look like this and yeah. i hate this and oh man that's and I'm like i have that as well yeah and for me and I know for you, it's almost like a battle to post those. Things. It's like a mental barrier yeah. every time that you have to overcome. Yeah. Like every time I post something that I'm in, I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like I don't really want this. Might be the video where everyone realizes I'm a fucking idiot, <laughs> you know? And it's like, but some people they don't have that, and it's they're cool with. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'd yeah, probably yeah. rather be that person. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you're that. You're the same as me in that respect. And it's like, it's hard to be, you know, you get paid to sort of like promote yourself yeah. and things. And it's like, you don't really, Yeah, not like that kind of guy. Yeah, for sure. Like not to, to
1: it's like you hear it sometimes in people like Instagram and like influencers like are posting something to make their, them look so cool or their mm. lives or whatever. But it's like, it's just a front for the most part you know and like for me like it's not a front it's what I do and it's my job to be able to post those things but like I don't you know I don't know it's what it's it's not me being somebody I'm not like it's just Mm. basically my job you Mm. know it's my job to post those things so I have to do it and I do it but it's it's not like like when I go to the track and go ride like you know like I don't have like I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna like take a friend of my to the track to give him my phone to get clips of me. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go to the track, and when I go to the track, that's my that's my escape. I mm-hmm. fucking it's my escape from my phone to put my phone in my van and not have to worry about it. Go mm-hmm. ride and have fun and worry about what you're doing while you're doing it. You know what I mean? So that's that's one thing that I I don't know I differentiate a little bit because I just don't really care about too much to. To have that, to, like, have someone go film everything and everything I'm doing every day to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I guess it's a good and a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's just a, a weird thing to, like, have yeah, to overcome. I'm not going to
1: live and die by it, and that's why I think that's mm. it's what's so cool that I've gotten to this point mm. where I'm at because I'm not living and dying by it. I'm just doing my thing, man, just posting Photos of me riding my dirt bike and videos and, and mm. certain situations and updates and trips like this. And it's just like.
0: But it's like an old school mentality. Like, if you were to look at. Because we don't really have free riders. Or, like, until you guys, you and Axel and maybe Twitch and some guys that just free ride. You don't do flips. You don't do mm. fucking all that shit. And it's like surfing's always had that. Yeah. Snowboarding's well, always it, had it that.
1: come. I mean, it's came and gone and and came back i guess in moda like you had the guys always doing all that stuff like and back in like the crusty days and all that but yeah like, i suppose that's true huh and and dudes like seth and like seth wasn't necessarily doing tricks that mm. much you yeah know what that's i mean true. and certain guys like would you know there was dudes that were crushing it and before freestyle was like crazy big you know what mm. i mean and then it gets to the point where it's kind of fell off because of like we said dudes like like Ricky have kind of taken it to a level of like the racing thing that it's like mm. you're either serious or you're not and then the freestyle guys are kind of fuck offs and like then freestyle kind of was like go, I don't know it seemed like it was going up for a while to where it yeah. peaked and then it got super dangerous and it's kind of just stayed not that freestyle's dead by any means but it's just gotten to that point where it's yeah. so fucking gnarly
0: and so dangerous that it's yeah, you're it's not like a, you're not a kid that's at home being like, I think I could be a freestyle rider. Yeah, yeah everyone's just going. That's, Fuck that's that. what
1: I think people like. That's why people get so hyped on what on, you guys do on, on a whip because yeah. a person at home can go see us do a whip and they can go ride the next day and try to turn the bar and and pull their butt off the seat on a jump the next day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's relatable. Like you would watch these things like like freestyle or BMX park for, for, some, yeah. for instance, like these guys they are snowboarding slope style. Like to me, I'd rather watch a back one on a snowboard mm. than a quad cork or triple cork any day yeah, because it's just it's it's simple and style or a method. Like yeah. to me, if you relate snowboarding and motocross, a whip is a, a method, method. Yeah, and that it's super, super, super simple, but yet so fucking important. Yeah. You know what I mean? The style of it, like, just everything about it. It's so simple, but it's so important. Yeah. Like, if you're a snowboarder and you don't have a good method, you're
0: out. Yeah, see ya, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so true, dude. I haven't really ever thought about it like that. I think it's cool, too, that there's different kinds of whips now. Like, when did you start to think about the different types of whips and, like, is there any other whips that you think could be done? Or I
1: think, of course... You know, there's, like, you the Twitch whip, the yeah. the the turn down now, you know. Yeah. Um, And then the turn up,
0: like, you, the Twitch. Who did the turn up the first? Was it Twitch? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, Twitch and Hanny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like MC used to kind of, like, float the front end a lot back, you know, like, in the Terra Firma days, Steel yeah. Roots, he would kind of, like, pull up and he'd kind of float the front end, but it's kind of just elevated to the point of, of where it's at now and you got to you know dudes like twitch and then hanny and like those two guys made him look insane and then obviously you got axel and then <coughs> i'd you know be up in that conversation i guess and like just just the way it's elevated i think yeah. is just so crazy so and that's personally what i think like is so cool about the whole whip game now is because you can't just be like have one like, sick It's not like, and not to take anything away from, like, from Jared, right? Jared McNeil, like, baddest motherfucker on a bike, like, crushes it, and he has that many whip medals and that many medals for a reason. He's gnarly. Mm-hmm. Not, really, not, not, not taking anything away from him. But he's one, he had, he had one with that same whip for so many years. Mm-hmm. For so many years, you know? And it had always been... That
0: kind of whip that won. Like Todd Potter won with the same whip. Hanny's two thousand
1: thirteen X Games whip. Crazy. To me to me to this day is still probably the best whip I've ever seen. People some people have told me, like, oh that wanted X Games that you did this year. It was just like it's just it's just different.
0: Can like, you play that, Jaden? Try and find that. What was it? Thirteen. Yeah. Josh Hansen yeah, best whip. 2013 best watch whip. That shit. I wanna see um, that shit. But now it's
1: just elevated to the point to where like you've got to have like a you've repertoire. got it you got to have like and and I think that's where as of right now like me or I would say Axel and myself oh, the second one like ha- Axel and myself are oh that's not it that's not it though I eh? no nah. I would say Axel and myself like have have been working a lot on the turnups on on a ramp. Yeah. But then like, you know, to see there's Josh, that's 13. He just did a turn up on a ramp. Yeah. Um Dude, like look at how much like, like he was just like that, like that night he was just flowing so good. Oh, oh that's the one dude. right there. That's oh my not, god. That that was that yeah that was the one I think. Go back. That was sick.
0: As fuck, I think dude. I think now, look line. how much further the turn ups have gone. Even in the last, what's that, eight years, seven years? Yeah, it's gone. It's definitely gotten like because that's not even level. near backwards there. Oh,
1: I think that. That's I don't so don't even, savage, that dude. One, that one was sick, but I don't know if that was. Is that not even the one? I mean, I don't remember. He's still down. That's the one.
0: Oh, my God, dude. No, still not it. What? Still not it. I don't think. It's like he found Did a new bad? thing there. No. It's You know what I mean? It's like he's figuring out a new whip right yeah. now. Dude, that's, like, corked. Um, well, anyways, where are we going with that?
1: The... It's just gotten to such a level that. Well, so
0: he's got yeah, he's had two
1: whips there. Yeah, that see, that was the one. See, the forty-two percent, like that. He one hundred percent, like it was. He won. There was no, yeah, sugarcoating that. Like he won. Sorry, Twitch. I don't care how many Twitter followers you have. Oh, is that the year that Twitch that night? He straight up beat you in person and on twitter look how dirty that <laughs> but that, is, that's that's biggest whip to this
0: day i think still yeah that's pretty gnarly <clears throat> yeah so that's like upside down but and to have up.
1: like you were saying the, the the turn up the turn down and then the regular old school seat bounce
0: whip it's like plus you've got them opposite too it's,
1: yeah you can do the opposite ones but it's usually to the point of these contests you it's a jam format and you only you know basically if you have eight riders and you only have eight minutes. You're basically gonna get four jumps. So you've got four whips. Yeah, you've basically got to do one of it. So me and Axel have the turn up. Like a lot, a lot of people don't really try them. You know, they'll do whips two ways and and kind of do you know basically two seat bounces and two turndowns and try to get them as best they can. Yeah. And then I would just. I Me and I like Axel and myself, we kind of just roll through all three of them, and then whichever one we think's the biggest or feels the biggest, or we know is our biggest, we'll throw the fourth time.
0: Yeah, right. Like a,
1: to end it out, you know. Um, but that's why I'm I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of how they ran the best whip contest at Monster Cup this year, the two in a row. It's just it's oh, it's something yeah. it's something that whip needs. Because it's gotten to such a level that every single person has such a unique or crazy whip, but multiple multiple ways or multiple different yeah. kinds of whips or whatever. Um, that it needs to be showcased. you yeah. know you need to you can't just it, it needs to have that room for growth. It can't just be Jared winning with that same whip every time. And yeah. again not to take anything away from Jared. The dude's gnarly. He's got a gnarly turn down. He's like been practicing his turnups. He's like he he crushes it all the way across the board. But to to have that overall impression score of having two jumps in a row and, and having that variety of whip is yeah. to me is where Whip has now gotten. Yeah like you these dudes have three whips he's like for me it was like on, at, at Monster Cup two in a row it was seat bounce whip the first one and turn down the second one and then if I did a turn up on the first one I'd seat bounce the second one yeah. you know what I mean so I was constantly just had a, f- a flavor of different whips and was just doing them all yeah. and I think that's, it, that's where it's gotten to the point of, of you know the whip contest it, it's I don't think it'll ever happen at X Games. Like, yeah. Um, two in a row just because of floor space and it, you have yeah. to have a lot of floor space for that. Yeah. Um
0: But I think it's cool with like we, Monster Cup like kinda really does mean something though, you know? Like, oh for sure. We, that's that's we,
1: how I've earned my way into X Games. It's yeah. through Monster Cup. So like it's always like it's always meant something to me because that's how I got in, you know? Mm. So, um but yeah, like Even X Games this year, I think the overall score was cool for for what I did because I that's I had four jumps and that's exactly how I did it at X Games. I did it started with my seat bounce whip and then turned down and then turned up and then end with the seat bounce, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, you made the final. You have I don't think I think we had three jumps in the final, so it was like, okay, I'm not gonna do. I'm going to do a seat bounce, and then I'm going to do a turndown, and then if they both felt like that feeling, because you look for that feeling, you know, you mm-hmm. know, like... Like the feeling honey had. Yeah, that feeling, like if basically you scare yourself and you don't think it's coming back, like, you know, that one's probably the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that was another thing, working with the mental coach, I was, I, I got to the point where I was looking for that feeling I'm not trying to do something in particular I'm just trying to get that feeling that we're looking for you Mm. know and when you feel it you know Mm. and you know like I did the first one and it felt pretty big and then I did my turn down and my turn down felt really big but then I was like you know what fuck it like I'm looking at the scores and I'm sitting third right now like I'm not gonna do a turn up on like and all of them be like Mm. not that feeling that I want so I'm like fuck it I'm gonna do the one I know and that's my seat bounce one mm. and I sat into that thing and I <laughs> gave myself that feeling <laughs> we dude. gotta watch that bad boy thing <laughs> Put, pull that one up you'd probably go to my Instagram go uh, or down 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 keep going It'd be right with all the X Games one. Dude, shout
0: out to Garth Milan for those photos of X Games too. They were the sickest photos I think I've ever seen. That one right there. Look at oh dude, that's pretty fucking big. <laughs> like if we're looking at Hanny's one. Hani's one was so flowy
1: though. Eh? Yeah, so just there was not a time where he did he looked out of control, you know.
0: Fuck. I feel like that went further or like that though. But yeah. Hanny's it, one is so it's all that like camera angle, but this one's
1: pretty sick. This angle, fuck, dude. Like if if my foot wouldn't have slid back right there, I I think it would have been it would have looked cooler. But I thought for a second there, I thought I was past the point of no return. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that feeling. That feeling where I literally scared the shit out of myself.
0: And what are you doing at that point? Like, are you like how? So how are you bringing these things back? Like, is it just pure like force, or is it all part of like the flow of it? Um, what a save too, by the way. I
1: just I tossed it out there. Like, you'd, I sat into it as hard as I could, and then it tossed out, and then it got. I like you know, basically went from tossing it out, getting underneath it, and my knees were bent to like getting that like push of the knees, like right. There. Yeah. Push it, you know? Push it out underneath and in front of you. And then at that point, it's just fucking put the bars to the stop and... Try and pull it back. Try and pull her back as hard as you can and hold it wide open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? What is the... What does the revs do like obviously it's gonna bring the front down but do you, does it help bring it around or yeah because like you can do out. whips sometimes without using the throttle
1: yeah but you you'll never ever see those huge whips without being stuck wide open I mean Hanny's was pretty not as wide open like his was more just like floaty and sandy yeah. but that yeah I mean that I don't know it's Maybe everyone's different, but these days every every single you've you're wide open the whole time and I think just the faster that thing's spinning around the faster this yeah. physics brings it all back.
0: Dude, it's so crazy how you like just throw your upper body like around, like you get to this point and then you go like oh, you can't really see it as much from that angle. When you see it from the sec dude, you're fucking backwards. That's so gnarly. Off the pegs. So the one at Monster Cup was,
1: I think, set set at 78, and it was propped up. Yeah. I was hitting the first one, and you have so much rolling speed into the next one that I would just land and just, like, shift down to first gear. Really? Yeah, I was hitting the second one, 78 feet in first gear. Really? So, yeah, if you go, click right off up. this one, and then go up, keep going up. How's that picture from
0: Nitro Games? Down where? The one right in the middle. Oh, that's you.
1: Yeah. God, that ramp's insane. That's so (laughs) gnarly. So gnarly Look at the wind blowing too with the flags. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, keep going up. Keep going. Keep
0: going. That one. Right. No, the next one. Yeah, that one. So what's this one from? This, this, is, this, is, the, from? this
1: is the double up a Monster Cup. So it's seat bounce, the first one. Fuck. And then shift down to first. Turn down, second one. First gear. Dude, that's so gnarly. <laughs> and if you go back, see the one in the next, that, that one? That's like an iPhone video of my very last jump. Dude, how's the Cineflex going? Oh, there? so sick. Oh man. Look at it, and how I just pulled it back in, shift down to first.
0: Whoa, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that's the thing. Like it whips elevated to such a, a level that like like again, not to take anything away from it, but Jared like absolutely crushed like crushes it at whips. Like he didn't make the final. You know? Yeah. And that's the first time Jared's ne- ever not made a final, ever. So crazy how the game elevates <laughs> so right. If you go up, keep going up. That one right there in the middle, yeah. Oh, look at that influencer shot. <laughs> like this one's sick too. Where's this one from? Same thing, monster cut. Oh, okay. Different angles.
0: That one. to That, first, that shit just first blows ge- my mind. First dude. gear too. How you can catch that? Like when you're and throwing then that's a turn-down. first gear seat bounce right there. Really? Yeah, on the second one. Dude, I don't know how you catch those turndowns because you're throwing them so hard. Like, is that that's pretty much the whole technique? <laughs> yeah, is like just actually just trying to catch him, right? Yeah, pretty much.
1: I mean, look at that. I look like I'm so nosed
0: in. It's into. like dipped in, huh? That's like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, um, before we dip out and head to New Zealand, uh, I reckon we should watch this. Uh, Robbie Madison, Tyler Behrman, ducked out clip. Um, how did all this shit come about, bro? Cause uh, yeah, it so was it insane. It was
1: funny. We were just talking about that a few minutes ago. That um, Helping Maddo out do that aircraft thing and, and seeing him do Pipe Dream and just all his crazy... Were that, you there uh, for Pipe Dream? No, I was not. Oh, okay. I wish, but no. That would have been a scary one, though, man. <laughs> Watching my friend do that. I couldn't imagine no. Amy and the kids yeah. and all that going on. It's crazy. But um, anyways... Yeah, seeing Matto do all those things, and then um, obviously finally getting on—not well—not finally, just be, getting on Red Bull and being able to to be able to b- bring your craziest ideas to them and put on a table and put on a piece of paper and 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 try to make them come to life is is something that's uh, that's what Red Bull's all about. You know, they're the, the results and everything like that comes along with being, doing what I do in X Games. All that stuff's cool, but. They want content, you know. They want mm. to pr- pr- produce cool videos, cool content, cool videos that make you want to, that bring you back, you know. So, Shit that gives you wings. Yeah, so um, that was always my, my goal was to be able to create content and be able to, like, watching crusties and all this stuff mm. growing up, that was that was it. That was I wanted to go film and ride my dirt bike, you know. I didn't necessarily, of course, at a point, I wanted to be a racer and do all that, but um, this is what I wanted to do. So to be able to, Start filming that red, my first Red Bull project that I put out, Fundamentals. I put that out um, right after I got hurt. I, I started it before I got hurt, and then fortunately, it got to finish um, right when I got back. And then put that thing out right before it, the, right when I got to X Games, which was my first Red Bull project and in, in, in the bag, basically. And then to follow it up with this ducked out project that we did mm-hmm. um, was pretty cool because it was. At at a, at a point, I didn't know if fundamentals was going to get done because so much time had went by, and and mm. with, with being in Florida and and the timing with weather and stuff like that, we um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get it done. So basically, to bag two Red Bull videos before the end of my first two year contract was was all time for me. It was something that that was my goal to do a, a one big video a year, if not more. Um, so unfortunately, I had to. Scram them both into six months, but that's that's how she how she went. But um, anyways, so this this whole video started as <clears throat> me and Matto were driving to Red. I think we were going to Red Bull. We were going somewhere, and we were, of course, late sitting there, and we were like looking at all these aqueducts and and stuff like that, and we were just like, oh, like how sick would it be to like stuck in traffic just like rip out of here you know and mm-hmm. rip aqueducts and then it would just turn into like Maddo had the idea like oh like we could just ducked out and it was just like bingo like perfect you know and then we kind of had like you know these ideas that we wanted to do and stuff like that but um it it honestly was more of mine and Matto's kind of like idea and then we wanted to like we I think we had talked to Steve about it a bit but I went to Washougal and um it was I don't even remember when it was it was right before yeah I can't remember I think it was in May of two years ago anyways whatever um I, I met with uh, Cam and Clay from Metis Creative. I was doing a, I was at Walsh doing a Honda commercial uh, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just, in. I was in the back seat and we were on our way to, to go get some beers after it was all done. And I, I was flying out the next day and I was just shooting the shit with them and in, in the back seat talking about video and film and content ideas. And mind you, like a couple of Clay's Clay Porter's videos that he's, he's released in his DVDs of like, I mean yeah. I love watching and mountain, mountain bike filmmakers. films yeah he's, he crushes his films so um, just shooting the shit with these guys and then uh, it ended up talking about yeah like me and Matto were talking about doing this like kind of like urban part and being stuck in traffic and ripping out of traffic and and it potentially at first we were kind of trying to go from through these aqueducts and go you know be in the city and then rip through an aqueduct mm. and all of a sudden pop out of the other side of the aqueduct and we're in in the hill somewhere. And then we pop out the other side here and like go into another yeah, one. We pop yeah. out one and we're in different environments. It's kind of our original thought, but then just, you know, with some talk with everybody and, and, um, yeah, we ended up kind of getting on the phone and then basically building a deck together. All, th- all three of us or four of us, five of us all together on, a, on the conference call and built a crazy deck. And then, yeah, it just slowly came to fruition. I mean, I think when, the film dropped on January twenty second last week or this beginning of this yeah, week. Yeah, this week. A couple of days ago, it, it's been twenty months I think from our first conversation. Wow, really? Mm. Yeah. Because there's so <coughs> much like permitting so, and like. Oh yeah, and there's and so many things. So, I mean. So yeah, one hundred percent. That that kind of was of the f- that was the first first conversation that we had, and then ended up talking with Steve about it. Had a couple multiple conversations back and forth with Steve super good ones and then like 110% if it was not for Steve we wouldn't Steve Shearer like crushed this whole thing like without his hard work and dedication there's no way that we would have made this happen to even endless emails to to dealing with scouts location Mm -hmm. scouts and having meetings with all these people and pulling permits for all this stuff and just so much went on behind the scenes and like cannot thank Steve enough for for being there through the whole process. And there's days that he probably wanted to kill me and Matto and pull his own hair out. And and uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just having, obviously going with the location, getting a location scout for movies that, mm. that does like big budget films. Worked with the location scout that does that stuff. So, kind of went around scouting for multiple days, like multiple times. Scouts, like multiple. So you would go on the scouts. Me me and Matt, me and Matto, and Steve with these guys, with a couple of these scouts location guys and that would have been a pretty cool experience really 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 cool but me and Matt our wheels get to turn and we're like oh how about that how about that how about that that? but the logistics that go into all that stuff to shutting down sidewalks to shutting down streets to shutting down police locking it up police escorts all these things like time money a lot of lot goes into it a lot goes into it so um of course everything me and Matt would see is like oh, nope nope you know just nope not happening not happening and then finally figured out you know a handful of places that would would work and and tried to you know um, could take the next step on getting the the permits and all that stuff and and uh, you know most of it most of it was I wouldn't say easy because I wasn't the one doing it but it was smoother than our LA River and Sepulveda Dam part yeah which is I'll point them out here when when we start this, but to get the keys to the LA River, you got to have a meeting. Like you got to get approved from the Army Corps of Engineers, and that's not no easy task to get a hold to even just get to get meeting. a hold of them. Yeah. So finally got a meeting. We had four meetings. I think we went to that went to the dam three times, and i Steve and, and them had a fourth meeting, I believe, with these people. Everything was set. Like we had this place. Like had the permits. Like craft, craft services. The next day, we had yeah. we had Matt from Trick Factory on on call with like a, the tractor. Like everything there, ambulance. Like everything you can think of. The whole crew, film crew. It's like a full, full movie production. Full, full yeah. production. Yeah. Full production. Um, the night before we start to film, eleventh hour, and that was our first location of four days straight of filming two locations each day so eight locations all together yeah well i would say six locations but two of those locations were basically a grid all around downtown so we would have a police escort and we would follow the police and get to film all around this grid and basically a big square Mm -hmm. around downtown so those were two of the days so it wasn't necessarily a location but just filming downtown yeah um but yeah, it was two locations each day. So that was our first location, and that was one of our our. It, it was one of the features in it that was like what we need, not necessarily needed, but it was one of the better features. What would have been really cool. What we had set out to do there was was pretty next level. We were basically
0: yeah, we'll we'll show it when like, yeah, we'll I'll pa- to I'll, that, I'll yeah, pause but it, but um, well we should play we should just play that now full screen it. And then that way, and then just tell Jane when to like pause it or whatever. Okay. But yeah, so the 11th hour, the night before,
1: um, we got a call. We we're supposed to be on. That's Sepulveda Dam. If you hit pause real quick.
0: Oh, sorry. So skip back a bit. Just press like the back arrow key. It just takes you back like a few seconds. So there. So there's the Sepulveda Dam. So we were basically going to be.
1: Originally we wanted to drop off the top into into the into How far the far would that have been? Uh not as big as Mattos drop, I don't think. Oh really? But, but this this was better landing. Yeah, okay. But um <clears throat> it just Maddo's was just the wedge was so tall that it made I don't I think it made the drop look not as
0: big, but this Yeah, I was gonna thing. say if that's bigger than Mattos like that actually looks bigger that's, than Mattos there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we were gonna drop really. off
1: the top. That they shut that down. So our original plan was to basically rip out of traffic and like we'd be in into the river. We jump into the river, you know, into the mm. river, and then here we are, we find this thing, we go, we're screwing around on the flats, we know it's really up, over and disappear out of frame, come back and we were gonna be simultaneously on each side of one of those pillars, wall riding it mm. over over the black piece that you see. And basically coming back in together and ripping out a frame in and out of that location. There was eleventh hour of the night before at eight eight p.m. in a production meeting at Red Bull, getting ready to do everything the next morning. Had to be on set at six. Then we got a call from from the guy one of the guys that we had our very last mm. meeting with, and he said a uh, higher up basically shut everything down north of north of the dam, which is on that the side. Other side. yeah. So that kind of screwed our our chances at doing that, but we made the best we did everything we could at this location. But basically, all we had was the apron on the front, which is the flat part that you see, and a little bit of dirt off to the side. We really couldn't do much, which was definitely a bummer because if we would have had that and tied it all together, just it would have like been insane. And yeah. not not to say that like it it wasn't the video wasn't cool, like amazing video, amazing how it came out. But if we would have been able to have this and what, we, what we had set out to do and paid for and permitted. Yeah. Like it would have really tied like just had the like a yeah. couple of different really cool features that were bigger features that to add into it, which we didn't get to do that. But end of the day the video came out insane. Yeah, it just
0: goes to show how gnarly the whole permit process yeah. is. Um so keep going. So yeah, this is all. This was all done so well too. Super well, and it was funny. Like
1: we did this, like having doing the traffic. Uh, you,
0: like, you guys like didn't get much traffic. No,
1: on. we literally did our traffic scenes on Friday morning, like these spots that are usually completely grid gridlocked, <laughs> and there's like really not that much traffic. <laughs> you know, so we kind
0: of had to like improvise, that's improvise
1: actually. and create our own traffic a little bit, but.
0: Was it cool working with matt Because like yeah. act- acting is good. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, Matto's acting is insane, and it's just cool like working with him on on this level too. Of like, you know, knowing that I did aircraft with him, and knowing that like his pipe dream, and just yeah. knowing our twenty months that went into this. Like, I couldn't imagine of all that went into multiple football field jumps and world record jumps and and just all that you know so just love that shot dude just the the work ethic and the inspiration that I got from this like being able to work with Maddo on that level and and together as friends and and yeah I don't know it was pretty cool just to see like there's a will there's a way if you have a vision you can kind of work together and make it happen
0: dude pause it for a sec that um i remember when we were filming we got the like the drone thing was just starting to come in like our first drone was one of those crazy like octocopter deals yeah. it was like fucking 40 grand yep. and yeah awesome yeah dude <laughs> and like that uh <clears throat> that whole deal i remember thinking like where does it go next with yeah. the whole drone i was like this is it you yeah. know I, I remember having that thought and i remember thinking like man you always think this is it you always think yeah. that that's like the top but i was like i really can't see where like you can go from here yeah and now with those racing drones like some of the those racing drone shots in this are like next <laughs> level dude like the one where they yeah. come down you come the down thing. the
1: buildings yeah it's pretty crazy
0: because so go again jane sorry bro if you see there's certain like oh yeah this was a cool feature yeah, one of those
1: angles, too, from down below. You can see the building like, yeah. that he actually scaled down with the
0: drone. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this it must have been super fun.
1: Oh, it was so much fun. It was like a, a dream come true, man. <laughs> was it's it like, surreal? It was 100% surreal. Like, the whole time, being able to, like... So, right when we started, like, we had a... Pol- right when we started our police grid this, uh, the second day, it was just, like, what... What like what are we gonna like what can we get away with? Like what can we really do? What can't we do? Like yeah, right. and we just started doing wheelies and they were like we'd like come to the next stop and we'd like turn back and like look at the Look at the cop, look at the cop, and be like, Oh, is he gonna be pissed? Is he gonna be pissed? Is he gonna is he gonna pull us over? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh no, it was just like and then you look back and they were cool and then the next thing you know we're doing nose wheelies and next thing you know, I just fucking grab a gear and start doing burnouts. Like <laughs> like, like super close to the to the Staples Center, and it's like... Dude, this is so perfect. Yeah, this was cool. This was, like, huge fan of Tori to so to have him be able to... Or be willing to lend a hand to make a cameo in our video was awesome, dude, and that I was perfect, like, awkward elevator scene with someone that you don't know. You know? Yeah, <laughs>
0: dude, that comment of... Like, look, yeah, this is that uh, shit I'm talking about. It's so gnarly. So,
1: Dude, he had to go scale down the building and time it. We had to time uh, a countdown... And Maddo had to go out, and I had to give him, a, like, a couple bike links so the dude could come scale down the building and fly in between us and go through the arch. Like, it was pfft, crazy. He, there was a couple of times where he he flew underneath me so fast, he, like, clipped my skid plate. Really?
0: Yeah. How gnarly is that, So thing, crazy. That's,
1: like, next level skill. Because I think they, like they're skill. saying the thing goes, like, 60 miles an hour or something. Really? Yeah. What was it? what we were talking about this thing like this whole thing like was surreal we were like trying to see what we can get away with and we're like oh we'd like we kind of do whatever we want you know as long as we're not disrupting traffic Uh, then we're good so it's like we're going like with the flow of traffic and all that and like just having a bridge shut down to be able to do like
0: oh pause it Jane. let's talk about this so to do so there's a gnarly story with this (laughs) Yeah, this story. Uh,
1: So, yeah, like, I mean, just having that bridge, dude, being able to do wheelies, like, 5th gear wheelies like that, going that fast and, like, having cops right behind you, knowing, like, that you're not going to get in trouble was just so surreal, (laughs) the craziest, craziest thing ever, like, riding through downtown, like, just you know Paint it's a j- literally shit. literally a dream come true like straight up dreaming and like at the end like it was all a fucking dream but it was like what we've dreamed about for years as a kid going driving down the road and rah, on the seeing the hills next to you you know it's yeah. like literally it was a dream like you've fallen asleep and dreamed about shit like that and like so yeah um yeah <clears throat> that was crazy the whole thing so then you get to you know the m- m- multiple days multiple locations we go underneath like all the overpass parts where we did some of the clips we had that 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 morning was our we started there and then it was it was crazy because you know each day you're there from you're basically on a crazy time crunch schedule. You, ha- you have to start by this time and leave by this time mm. to get to the next location because it's already permitted and you only have a certain window of time that you have it permitted for. So mm. everything had to be like on point, right? <clears throat> so Matto, we go to this place the first time and we had a couple like it, it underneath the bridge was crazy, 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 slick on top. It was a lot of dust on top mm. of the asphalt. And Matto took, like, three diggers this morning, like, on the asphalt. Just not hard at all, just, like, pushing the front end, just yeah. a little slide out or whatever. But, like, had to change some bars and, like, had to change gear. And it was, like... Not to mention you're, like, three days deep. into a <coughs> This is day four. Day four. This is the fourth day. And, like, the, mind you, we do all this stuff. We're beat. We're on our motorcycles from sunup to sundown with one hour break for lunch. Yeah. For four days straight. And the last time me and Matto have done that... This is never really <laughs> so, like, um, you know, Matt, like doing stunt stuff and being on set all day, yeah, it was one thing, but, but you're not, not, you're like not riding all day, yeah. like, not in sweaty gear doing wheelies, nose wheelies, and shit all day. Mm. Mind you, it's not the hardest riding, but you're on the bike for a long time. So, we left that place. Matto, luckily, you know, later down a couple of times, but he got his crashes out of the way, he got that thing, and then, and at that point, like, <clears throat> when we were here on this scout and we we looked at this part, we went to the LA River and we found this bridge and we were like, oh, like, you know, we were walking underneath it and I was like, oh, you can wall ride the wall, you can do this, you can do that, and Matto's like, you know, Matto, just being Matto, looks up and he's like, I think you can drop off that bridge, and I'm <laughs> just like, like, first, like, oh, like, you know, well, when you're there and you're standing there, like, it didn't really, like, look that gnarly, like, that's totally doable, right? And you yeah. get up there, and you stand on the bridge, and you have the guardrail next to you that's up to your ribs, even for even a little higher up. It doesn't seem that gnarly when you're like got the guardrail right then here, you stand up. and then you look over. But then, you know, we left our the first location that day, and on the day we show up, and and the ramp's built like it's really fucking real. Like <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, this is it. This is happening. Like there's no turning back. One, one lane of the freeway or one lane of the bridge is locked down. They've been there for hours setting up this ramp, and it's go time, you know, like it, <laughs> absolutely go time. So getting there on the day was way way, way gnarlier than we remembered. Obviously standing up at level mm. of the the guardrail made it way gnarlier. You're have a wedge going up with one bike length to turn and drop off. To clear the, you see these these poles? Yeah. There's a chain link fence with barbed wire at the top of it with like a <laughs> five foot cement wall. that You're clearing all this stuff to land on a forty-five degree wedge that's way too flat for how big this is, but not flat enough to be like, I don't think it's gonna work. Yeah. There was no doubt in our mind that it wasn't gonna work. The only thing was we were thinking is are we gonna clear that fence? What we should have been thinking is are we gonna land on the fucking flats? <laughs> you know? But so we me and Matto, you know, like obviously Because you were supposed to do
0: this as well, right? I was
1: supposed to this was one hundred percent like this was Matto's idea and this was his Yeah. Like he he saw it and he and like he that's his deal. He's crazy fucking step downer. <laughs> so um <clears throat> So, yeah, like we were riding off it, but it it, it helps so much having someone else riding with you and and being able to judge your your judgment off of somebody else. Um, And we would ride up that thing and you can see like our there's knobby marks to the left of the wood. And we were going off to the left to see where it would put us in the road. And then we were putting tape on the road to make sure that we were going to past the wall because that's what we were thinking like past the wall but if you don't if you think about it your forward momentum at 250 pound motorcycle plus your weight your your weight carried out you don't have to go nearly as
0: fast as you think so you guys were trying to line it up we were trying to to line it up to
1: clear that when you needed maybe a couple feet before it we needed it but well anyway so we started jumping off the side I was jumping further than Maddo each time but Maddo me obviously has a lot more experience doing drops like that um so he he was going to the left going to the left and then you know it got to the point like okay like it's go time you know and i had to get myself in the mindset like put myself back like my mental coach was not there but put myself with my mental coach and like just yeah. shut everything else out and like it was like putting myself in the mindset for that was not easy like full like safety gear that i had threw it on like like whew. Like yeah. this is like to the point to where Steve and my mechanic Rob and like people were like,
0: after tripping the fact,
1: it. we're tripping like, are you like, are you okay? Like, are you pissed off? Like, what's wrong? And it's like, no, like, yeah. dudes, I'm not pissed off. I'm just, I'm so nervous and I'm so focused on this right now because like this, this is no joke. Like, this is no fucking joke. Just with the way the whole thing was built, it's like it. Your margin of error is like. None. You don't have one. You don't have one. No. So, we were riding off to the side, and, and mind you, on this this shot, I don't know if you went back a little bit, but you can see my
0: bike leaned against the wall right here. Go, go. back one. but Like, press the back thing. So, yeah, go.
1: See yeah. my bike? Uh, yeah. If you keep, like, hit play. See yeah. my bike sitting there? Yeah. I'm, st- I'm standing, like, another 50 feet down the bridge, because I knew, like, it was, like, Maddo was ru- running up to it, running up to it, and at this point, we're our our time is ticking for our. our so you
0: didn't even have time to get our your permit. Bike off the bridge.
1: No, like our time is. I at that point, I was still hitting it. Uh-huh. I was hitting it after him. Like so I was, was up there, there. in my helmet. Like I just left my bike there. Like
0: because you had to run because, back and do it.
1: Yeah. Well, because I had to run back and do it, but I was just I was getting a good view where I was out of the camera. Wow. Uh-huh. And or out of the other shots, and then being able to to get a view of Maddo's landing, you yeah. know, because I was nervous as all hell for my best friend, dude. Like that, the mental battle that Maddo went through for that, like you know, I don't I mean it wasn't like he was like oh like freaking out and like it was just I know that yeah. that mindset to to get to that point. So
0: <clears throat> and like you were saying too that he doesn't. Like all of his other big step downs, yeah. he's had like heaps of time to repair and they like him, built he's scaffolding. Built, yeah, built this scaffolding. Was just worked
1: his way up to it. This was raw dog. everything about this was raw dog, you know. <laughs> so he, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm in the mindset like I'm having to hit this thing, and and basically he we have t- basically like 30 minutes left on our permit, and in the end of that 30 minutes, everything's got to be off the bridge. Everything got to be off. So we basically, yeah, we're waiting, 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 and I'm, I, you know, I'm on comms. I got a, a microphone in my ear, and so is Matto. And Matto's like riding, up, riding off to the left, riding off to the left, and each time he's like turning his head to the right, like just gauges, to, to, to yeah. gauge where he's at, you know. And and then I just hear like Matto just like kind of like stop, and he like gives it a couple of revs, and he like you can tell he's like doing his thing, and, and then he's like, all right, guys, like it's go time. This is it, you know. And it's like everyone's like you know you got we're, we're all in comms so you got the guy locking up the streets you got the ad you got all these people like lapd lock it up lock it up lock it up like cameras rolling like you know all this shit and it's just so real my fucking heart's just like mind you like amy and the kids and like everyone's sitting right right below them, like back here to the right wow like you know and amy like she's been there for all these drops like being there on that day knowing like how prepared he was for the other ones gave her ease. This one was just like, Mm-mm. you know what I mean. So, <clears throat> Mindy, I'm on the I'm on the bridge. So he, this dude, like finally on the time that he does it, hits it way slower than really? we were. Than we not like, but like he noticeably. had the speed going up, but noticeably slower to like, you know. And he still OJ'd <laughs> it. So I know, like, if I had to hit that thing again, or had to hit it behind him. I would have went long, and I would have blown my wheels out even worse than he did. But so, anyways, like he lands, does it wheelies through the water, gets like does it clean? It's like obviously not a not not an easy landing, but pulls it clean, wheelies across the water, gets to the other side. Both wheels lock up, like gets to the wedge on the other side. Wheels lock up, yeah. like fully blew his wheels out so at that point it's like I'm just up I'm like kinda hiding behind one of the poles but I see him land and then like let him like let him fall on the other side and then I like pop up and I'm just like fuck yeah I'm like yeah I'm like yeah you know and at that point it's like okay like fuck his bike's stuck on the other side of the river like I got on my bike and I rode down to the bottom and I'm like like still I'm in the mindset like okay I'm, I gotta go do this now, now I just watch him do it I know like you know, but at that point I'm like, "Fuck, this is so scary" because he just blew both of his wheels out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you get down to the bottom, and then it's like <clears throat> executive decision, like no one else is jumping off the bridge. Which, at 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 first, me getting myself in the mindset and my adrenaline pumping as hard as it was, like I'd never been that scared in my fucking life. Dude, ever, you know, not even so hitting the fucking bro. thirty-four foot quarter pipe at Nitro, like that thing's pretty scary. But that is just a different kind of scary. Like everything about it screams, "Don't fucking jump me!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like concrete wedge, water, fucking needles Shame. flowing through that water, probably like shocks with
0: freaking laser beams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just the whole, the whole thing, man, was just so gnarly. But at it, at first, I was kind of like, oh, like fuck like you know
0: like I
1: wanted it because I got ready ready and I got myself and then it's like now you're not doing it and at first I was like you know but now that I look back on it it actually worked perfect because we split off a couple times in the video and then how do we get back together like you know end up back together back in in the LA river so we ended ended up cutting it together really good where we split off a couple times and got back together and fucking awesome turned out so sick
0: dude it's crazy too man you're playing in like the big boy land (laughs) with that clip too like that's a that was a real budget that was a legit push by Red Bull there's gonna be a ton of ads that go out with that like you're in front of millions and millions and millions of people on that clip and it's like I mean fuck just to earn that spot on the Red Bull roster yeah. is crazy dude like you know the competition <laughs> that you're dealing uh, with to like sure. get a clip like that with Red Bull for sure it's gnarly dude super gnarly super gnarly so
1: just yeah this this whole thing was literally a dream like it's something like after this we finished this drop um my our both of our mechanic Robbie Brown from RNC Motorsports he hopped over the wall he Walked right through that LA River, disgusting water, got to the other side, changed Matto's wheels, and then we had to finish our scenes down in the bottom of the LA River. So basically that last day was our morning part underneath all the overpasses, straight to the drop and then finishing everything in the river. So it was as soon as that drop was done, it was like a huge weight off of everyone's shoulders and, and uh you know, Mattel pulled it and drank a Red Bull and gave himself wings. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, just to finish it off after that, what we were doing, just riding through the river, like down through the river and jumping across the river and wheeling up the banks and down, and then basically riding two, three miles down river to get to where you have to exit the river is in it like the whole time we're riding it got dark as we were riding down there and then we got to the end we didn't have our helmets and we got out like got to the cops that were waiting for us that had it like at the exit Mm -hmm. and we got to follow two motorcycle cops on our 450s no helmets on through five miles all the way back through town through all these streets with two cops in front of us just doing whatever we want it was just so fucking surreal at that point, like, wow, the last four days is just a dream, man, like, is never in a million years from 20 months ago from this first conversation would I ever have thought that it'd be what we're experiencing right now, you know what I mean? And to do that, like, phew, it's crazy, man. It's like, it's just, I like, cannot thank Red Bull enough for the opportunity and, and listening to maniacs like Maddo and myself and <laughs> believing in us and our vision and even this like Red Bull allowing that like just being cool with like that <laughs> you know what I mean like being cool with like him just like flying his motorcycle off a bridge like and like the the risk and the potential of that like it does
0: show like how much they believe in shit they, they
1: believe, yeah and you know I mean to think like that's nothing compared to you know the drops and the shit that he's done with red bull backing it but still it's just like still no joke still no joke man and and until you sit there and you see that thing and like like i so i'm pretty sure this podcast will probably be dropped by the time that the the Mm, behind the scenes video drops on monday which is two days from now yeah three days from now in california yeah um I'm pretty sure that this will be dropped but uh that the BTS stuff like shows like well and I'll post more from all the stuff I have on my phone but it shows a lot of like what went into this mm. and how gnarly that really was like I have a video on my phone of me walking up that wedge and like looking over and seeing the wall and seeing the it's just like it gives it a whole new perspective of like how gnarly it is you know so mm. it's just just cool to just glad that we made, like got through that in one piece. That was that was a hectic four days, and then, yeah, glad and glad Maddo nailed that drop in front of his wife and kids and
0: away freak, eh? yeah. it away clean.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because I I mean I want to show you this and I want to see you react to it while yeah, we're still yeah, doing yeah. this, but I have a video of him from the bottom and it was one of the security guards that was there that oh, was really? hired to like yeah. make sure everything was good and he got a clip of it and he, you can see Cruz and Jagger sitting on the corner of the tailgate in front of him just watching their dad drop off and it's so cool dude, so cool is <sighs> a super special dude man Me Very, very much so man legendary dude
0: legendary family mm. It's gonna have some legendary kids dude right can you imagine generation 2 <laughs> of the Madisons fuck and like he's got some crazy karma coming back his way of like putting parents through fucked up shit <laughs> in terms yeah. of like stressing them out you know I wanna see this shit like you see Cruz and Jagger right there wow look at him oh, and they're like,
1: oh, oh. oh, oh he pulled it like that is so sick
0: Dude, that's it's so cool. Just that's like, an amazing video. Yeah. Does Matto have that? He
1: would have. Yeah, oh. yeah, he has that's it. That's so sick. Um, oh, and me scrolling through this is funny. Aren't you glad that we didn't fucking roll the van like I did? Oh, when we dude, were on I our road trip. That. Like look at look at that.
0: Dude, that's so <laughs> heavy. <man. laughs> I can't believe you did that shit. I know. Oh yeah, we got to finish the video. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Literally.
1: Red Bull wings right there.
0: That could have got away from him so easy, too. Oh, my gosh. He's such a savage, bro. (laughs)
1: Yeah, just can't thank Steve Shearer enough and the whole Red Bull crew for believing in us. Red Bull Media House, Red Bull Motorsports, all them Metas Creative, (sighs) Cam and Clay, and their whole crew. This was once in a lifetime opportunity, For and I sure. think we uh, did our best to make the best of it. So, how sick, dude! And just like some, like some couple of the shots, like us, like wheeling through downtown, doing fifth gear wheelies, like through multiple green lights in a row. It's just like you—you <laughs> you keep catching yourself like coming to the next stoplight and being like, "What the fuck!" Like. Like, literally just had the biggest smile on your face under the helmet all day. All day. Except for when Matt was doing the damn drop. (laughs) And then you were just tripping. (laughs) Dude, it's so sick. So sick. But then, yeah, like, doing this, how it all just relates, it comes back to just, we're daydreaming. Still stuck in traffic, exactly (laughs) like you're doing every time you're stuck in L.A. traffic on your way to go riding just uh yeah man like you literally made a dream come true right there that's so sick dude as a dream well we just did
0: a great podcast bro another one i appreciate it yeah thank you man i'm stoked that one of my goals was to have you in the new studio yeah it was just like again this whole trip's been one of those like pissed in the wind yeah we made it happen yeah pissed in uh, the wind and laid on the, <laughs> the wet dirt <laughs> after pissing on it. <laughs> no, oh, right.
1: I, yeah, just like I said, just getting getting slammed in my noggin and for as bad as that was and for my second time down here. I'm glad it
0: wasn't worse. I'm glad the show's still going on and we'll uh we'll Catches in Farm Jam, mate. Yeah, we'll see everybody in Farm Jam. Thanks to Jaden for his help during this podcast. Thanks, Jaden. Um thanks, Jess. <laughs> thanks, <laughs>
1: Chippy Gang. Appreciate
0: it, bro. Um yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Um, yeah, you can follow us along on our Instagram, uh, with some of the content that we are doing. Uh subscribe to the YouTube as well. If you listen to this on iTunes, that shit helps. Uh we've got a merch store that you can visit. And uh yeah, just thanks to everybody for listening to uh to me dribble. With cool people.
1: Three things. When in doubt, throttle out. <laughs> you gotta want it. Team never give up, baby. <laughs> Hashtag no source, no point. Don't ever forget that, people. <laughs> if I if this was a mic, I'd drop it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> 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 uh, oh that's sick.